Um, is it my show or your show? It's your show. Okay. <laughs> Are you just going to be a mime through the whole show? Wall, 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 wall. It's a very unoriginal mime. Oh, indifferent mime. <laughs> All right. Dear old pal of mime. Star <laughs> what? <laughs> Judgmental mime. <laughs> Let's get started. <laughs> Wait a second. No holding your nose. Let's get started. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. Quick question to you, the audience. What yes. Time, what time of day do you uh, usually oh. listen to the show? I was going to say good afternoon, but uh, I don't know when you listen to the show. So hmm. that's a question for you to respond to us with. What time do you listen to the show usually? Or do you break it up? Pace it out throughout the day? Oh. One minute at a time. Or through the week. Like Star Wars minute style. You just break it down one minute at a time and then just like uh, have a nice time with it. What, what I've always hoped is that we're so infuriating that people cannot listen to like in one sitting. They have to like turn it off. Storm off. Calm, calm down. Splash a little cold water on the face. Exactly. Come back to it maybe a day later. That makes sense. Come listen to it for a while. Then once again, just erupt with rage. Turn it off. On and on through the week. Then Saturday comes. Yeah. New show. New fun. Well, I'm exhausted because I did two podcasts this week. I did the the butt pod, and I did. I'm doing this one. It's too much. I can do one, but Wait, I, I you can't. Did them I'm, I'm, I'm 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 I'm, uh, I'm not a young man anymore. I can't do Wait. two podcasts. I can't talk for two hours. Yeah. Uh, in one one week one week. <laughs> Is that so, right? I know you're saying I recorded it before the last mm -hmm. podcast. Yeah. But to the people out there who are oh, listening, yeah. it came out after our show. podcast. It was it a it was Monday. a fun it was a fun show actually. I listened to it. Oh, cool. I listened to it on the way to work. Um, on Monday, the day it came out, I listened to it. On the way Did to you, uh, when you were in the car, were you joining in like you were on this show and just going, oh, now here's where I'd say something. Mm. Oh, now here's my, day. I'll put a correction on that. No. It was James McDonald Hudson, not just James McDonald who was the Guardian. <laughs> Someone wrote in actually with that correction to... Uh, was the Guardian of... Guardian is a Canadian superhero who dresses like a flag. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, Brent said that that's... he was James McDonald, oh, but right. it's actually James McDonald Hudson because James McDonald is not a Canadian enough name. We got we to gotta slap Hudson on the end of it well i think i think uh brett brent 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 you're thinking of brett butler uh, i'm trying to brett the uh, comedian lady i think you have uh, the yeah. 90s i was thinking of uh brett summers butler. from match right. uh, match game sat in the top center uh wife of uh, jack klugman is that who you're talking about mm -hmm. okay. and uh i thought he had like the best of both worlds with you on the show because he had the excuse of you kind of fit into like the the idea of the show you're a stand-up comic that seems to have been the theme so far Okay. I noticed looking at the other guests who've been in the show, Erica Sigurdsson, Dave uh, Shumka, yeah. uh, some other people. Um, we, one the of them rest. was one of them was a guest. What is it? A guest on our show, but he was on Podmash. Ivan Decker. Yes. Another guest. So another stand-up comic. Yeah. And so then you have the stand-up comic in your little. Uh, I shouldn't say little, but in your uh, quiver. Okay. But you also are a comics. Dave just said I had a little quiver. <laughs> Not adorable. That'd be a good name for a superhero. Little Qu Quiver. Little Quiver. He's a Green uh, Arrow's friend. Mm. Little Quiver. A little too too close. Yeah. Uh, bing. Uh, I wish I could help more, Mister Mister Arrow. <laughs> oh, Mister Arrow. Uh, no, you also have comics, which he is a, a big fan of comics. 
So that allowed for a nice uh, synthesis. Of, well, because of his he kind of started when he was in his mm -hmm. uh, when he was I did not know that about him. Yeah. making a comic book, and yeah, he got nominated for the I, I Golden Eagle him. Award, See, which it, was a big award at the time. It'd be nice if you invited your friends in the show, and we could have talked about that, but you you never have. Oh, I don't invite my friends on the show. No, oh no, friends don't invite not friends single, to podcasts. Not a no, that's not something friends do to a friend because <laughs> you're gonna good. strip them raw with uh, personal facts and really uh, pepper them. I need I need someone I need someone that I barely know that I can talk. <laughs> talk with uh mm -hmm. so uh so we don't like hurt feelings and go too deep really yeah hmm. so how about that time you killed your uncle what oh <laughs> damn i shouldn't have mentioned that i know you too well instead i i bring someone else on the show like a steve scrosh who i know just casually and i can ask him nice george miller stories and that's uh that's that's better and people enjoy i that just more. want to point out that it was ruled as manslaughter and that's so we won't, we won't say anything more about what it. What is it if you okay? So it's a matricide to kill your mom, patricide to kill your dad, uh, uncle. What's that? Uncle side? <laughs> that's right. It's uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's a. If you kill your aunt, that's anti-murder, which is really confusing because it sounds like the uh, yeah. the opposite of murder. Mm -hmm. So anti-murder, and yeah. I was like, oh well, if you did anti-murder, then you must have saved someone from murder. No, I actually killed my that's aunt. Right. It's confusing. It is confusing. If you kill a pig, it's suicide. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, that's the best joke you've ever made. Well, that is the yeah. best joke you have ever made on the show. <laughs> Get out of that's here. That's great. Yeah. Did you, is that an original joke? Uh, I don't know. I thought of it. Suicide is, is, is clearly the best joke that's ever happened on this show. Well done. I, I don't job. think so. Uh, mark that, everybody. Uh, mark the date. Mark the time. Also, again, I still want to know when you're listening to this. That was the best <laughs> so, so please just send us the mark, your data marked time that you've just, you've just done. And to make it extra For those scoring at home. You have segued lovely, lovelily. Uh, to farm animals, which Lovingly. leads leads us to Chick Talk, our new segment that people <clears throat> love so much, uh, which also leads to our contest, and it leads yes. us to announcing our contest. Let's winners. talk about the contest because we yeah. did have some people who uh, we asked you cleverly. to submit uh, mm -hmm. horror chickens yeah. things, and you did you cockadoodle do you cockadoodle did <laughs> nice yeah it's no suicide <laughs> but yeah people send in stuff yeah all right so you want to talk about that at all. Or should I read them out? Yeah, you. Well, you. Yeah, we were. You were on a flow, and then you you decided to throw me under the under the bus. You threw I, me over I, the bus. I don't think uh, you threw me right over the bus. I don't think as a co-host and going, I, "Have you got anything to say?" Is throwing you under the damn bus. Yeah, it is. I think I, it's sharing the I show. Clearly, with you. I clearly was looking at looking at the window. Okay. Admiring someone walking across the street. Well, now here's 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 what I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Uh, we said that the prize was going to be. Uh, I did a fifteen dollars. Okay. Well, Dave's throwing in fifteen dollars <laughs> as well. Uh, my side of things oh, is uh, I that thought you said fifteen. I just did a Treehouse of Horror comic. Oh, uh, okay. issue number twenty-three, I believe. Worth fifteen dollars. In it, there's among other stories, horror stories, uh, a parody of it that we did called It Happens, mm -hmm. and uh, so I'm giving you a copy of that. <clears throat> You're going to get that before it's released in stores. Now we had uh, we have three winners. We selected three winners. There was other people. You didn't you didn't uh, choose mine. I noticed that was. Oh, it was yours. Suicide. Uh, uh, chicken it. Chicken it. Like chicken shit. Like chicken it. <laughs> yeah. eh, that's all right. It's no suicide. Again, just like. <laughs> Am I going to be held? No. To that you for know the what? I think you should just don't talk for the rest of the episode. Just uh, leave with the win. I, I would if you didn't call on me. Now uh, we had one person who uh, suggested poultry geist. Poultry Geist was suggested, yep, that's good. but they were only listed as significant other of one of the winners. Yes. So we can't say their name. Can't and if we can't name. we can't name a put a name in an envelope, we can't send it to you. Yeah. Uh, the prize. We can't do that. Yeah. But we had three uh winners 
And so what we're going to do is... Three clear winners. We're going to, instead of... Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the comic, I'm going to cut it in three. I'm going to send each of them a piece. <laughs> They're going to have to meet at an undisclosed location. Yes. They will assemble a comic and read it together as one. Nice. And that will... No. I'll just send three copies uh, out. So let's go through the winners. Okay. The winners. Yeah. Okay. These are the so winners. So we got uh, Ken Painter. Yes. Good, good, good going, Ken. Uh, now, Ken's was, uh, now again, the idea was, based on Dave's horrific experiences with the chicken in his backyard, he lives in terror of this chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the real chicken? Dave's the real chicken. Uh, here's here's what the, so we asked you for horror movies based on chickens. We got Chicken of the Corn to uh, the, 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 oh, damn it, the, not the final. Oh, what is it? The final herb, herbs and spices. What is it? Sorry, <laughs> I wrote this bad. Sorry, I, I really fucked up your joke, and it's a fine joke. Uh, chicken of the corn. Give me one two. second. Give me one second. Okay, and I will find it for you. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Go. Chicken of the corn two. Yeah. The final herb and spice. Yeah, that's great. The final herb and spice. Fantastic. That was great. You get a comic. Boom. Let us know your address if we don't already have it, which we probably I do have it. Probably do. I do. Dave, have uh, this is a fun thing if you download the podcast we get your address it just shows up <laughs> it's not that yeah I just that's the way if, uh it works now on if iTunes. i save if i send you a shirt or anything else i, I will save your address so i okay I have it all right here we go now we got chris roberts yep chris roberts now you may remember chris uh wrote us a lovely song yep all the chickens episode all the chi- when, all the chicken ladies when chickens all the fly. chicken ladies when chickens all fly. the chicken ladies <laughs> clock, clock, clock. uh that's right so, uh, oh, when chicken chickens, ladies, I love that. When so. chickens fly is also good. Sorry, we keep intru- interrupting each other. All right, so this one, <laughs> this is interesting because I don't know if this is a horror movie. Technically, this seems to be a sci-fi parody, mm. but this is Barn Wars: The Bantam Menace. Okay, <laughs> it's a good, it's, it's a good pun. It, it's fun. It's no, no suicide. It isn't suicide. Stop. <laughs> you know, don't be cocky about it. Ooh, I'm so, uh, there. You go. Nice. Don't be Orson Welles about this whole thing. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, now the, here's the thing though, that makes it a little horror mm-hmm. is like, it's from the people who brought you these two ones, yeah. uh, Rhode Island dead Ooh. and, uh, the Rhode Island dead and the exorcist. Mm. That's I, pretty good. That's okay. I like the exorcist. I like the exorcist especially, but you know, he did a also, post, he did a yeah, poster did, up. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to put the poster up. We will. I'll show you the poster. We will. And then also, oh, we got another poster. Cause I like the reviews of it that were, was on the poster. Oh, well. what was the reviews? There were some good, good jokes there. Like. I don't want to spoil them because it's like it kind of goes in a very good. We'll put that up. And uh, Louise Moon uh, also uh, sent us a poster for a shell razor. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice parody yeah. of hell razor. There was great. So we're gonna. From, again... uh, she said it's from Clive Bucker. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I missed that bit. Fantastic. <laughs> so we're gonna put those up on our uh, website, sneakydragon.com. Uh, if we have your address, which I think we do for everybody, we will send you stuff. Significant other gets nothing. Yeah, I have Chris's uh, address. Because uh, we don't know your name. <laughs> if you want to reveal who you are, yeah. maybe maybe we will. Yeah. You know, of all those names, I think one of them actually was made into a movie. There is a real movie based on one of those names. What is the real movie? Shellraiser. No, uh, Poultrygeist, I believe that. Really? Is a movie from Troma. Oh. In fact, I think there might be multiple uh, sequels to if that. If it's Troma, well. yes, there will be. Yeah. So that's the way because that goes. You can always use the costumes again. That's the way the news goes. Uh, now, Dave is uh, a little sugar-fied during this show. Uh, mm-hmm. this, uh bottom a chocolate bar. Thank you. Oh, what type of chocolate bar is it? If you... A delicious Turkish delight. A Turkish delight. Uh, what Dave doesn't know is this is actually a jerkish delight. What? Yep. It's the chocolate bar made by jerks. <laughs> so there may be some stuff for... in there. Lint. Wait. Uh, a dice. Made. Yeah, you're right. Made by jerks for jerks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yep. At least it's accurate. 
Uh, hey, well, since we're talking about uh, Shaw Razor and Poltergeist and uh, Barn Wars from the makers of Exorcist and the uh, the Rhode Island Dead, Chicken Talk. Chicken Talk. Buck, 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 buck. Um, yeah. Uh, last <laughs> Hello, week... Mr. and Mrs. Canada and all the chicks at sea. <laughs> all the chickens at sea. <laughs> buck, buck, buck. The, uh, last week I talked a little, I, I, I said we were going to possibly be getting a, another chicken. And I felt like it was still to be discussed. And I had actually made... And you put the disgust in that disgust. I, yes, I definitely do. I had made a little, uh, I'd made, um, what's the word? I'd made... Birdhouse in your soul. I made, made a chicken, <laughs> ch- yeah, chicken coop in my soul. No, I had said, if we're going to get another chicken, I wanted there to be a conta- like an area to have them in. Like I wanted a, a chicken... Condominium. Area. Yeah. Chicken condominium, yes. Because we do have a chicken coop. We have a chicken coop. But we don't have like a, wi- a wired area, like a... You know what I mean? Fenced off area for You'll them have a too. So the so the chickens do not get chicken, any Wi-Fi. Chicken Wi-Fi. That's that right. I don't, chicken, a y, do a chickens y. need Wi-Fi? That's the question I keep asking. The no, they just need an area where the the dogs can't get in the poo. That's my my main concern. Yeah. Is that I'm tired of smelling the poo, chicken poo on the dogs because the dogs like to roll in it. They like to eat it. And they got. They pretty much it. just love chicken poo. There's okay. nothing about it that they think is disgusting. Unlike everyone else on Earth. Okay. So I'd like them to have like a like a little fenced area so i thought that was agreed upon i came home we have a chicken we have another chicken this kind of popped up out of the blue okay it's a very very beautiful chicken i gotta say like like noisy noisy is a character okay she's a bit of she's a bit of fun let me change change the name of the segment now (laughs) yeah uh you're joining us uh for uh sexy chick talk sexy chick talk yeah well noisy okay if you can picture a balloon an overfilled balloon okay with white feathers sure Orange feet, uh-huh. wings, and a beak. Okay. You got noisy. All right. She's just one gigantic bowling ball of a chicken. Like, okay. she cannot... No way. You could say she's a character. You can call her nice. You can say that she's good-natured. You can never call her cute. Okay. Unlike... I called her Lionheart. I was wrong. It's Lion Queen. I don't know how I got that mixed up. Lion Queen, or as we're as I we're calling her now, uh, Queenie, or Little Queenie. And she's very small. She's like a small... And she's a Polish chicken. That's the a, that's a breed she is. Mm-hmm. And so they have like a beautiful, uh, she's a brown, but it's a beautiful brown, like a, sort of four different, maybe three or four different colors. So kind of, and then with these with the gold, with a golden highlight on the wing or on the feathers. And then she has like a tuft of feathers on top of her head, like kind of an afro right. on her head. Great in every way, except for one problem is she has rye neck. What's that mean? Uh, her neck is really sardonic. It makes a lot of, no, it's, it's a condition where they can't hold their head up and their head... They'll hold it up for a little while and they'll kind of do their little, you know, chicken walk where they're kind of yeah. bobbing their head. And then it'll just kind of go whoop and it'll just fall to the ground or towards the ground. Like one of those drinking birds. It'll go upside down. Yeah. And then she'll close her eyes, which is kind of grotesque. Because for chickens don't have nice eyelids. And so they just close their eyes and their face is kind of like their face turns gray because they don't have their eyes anymore. So it's great. It's not, it's not nice. So anyway, she turns her head. She just kind of falls. And sometimes she'll like, she'll be walking and it'll happen. I'll be she's standing. And then she'll somersault over herself mm. and then she'll be stuck upside down on the ground struggling and then she gets back up and so it's bad in a few ways one it's bad because it's hard for them to eat two it's bad because it's hard for them to drink and three it's bad because other chickens don't like them and beat on them so noisy is in no way interested in, in lion queen and i don't and i think i mean obviously when you introduce new animals together there's going to be like a bit of power play to see who's going to be who in the pecking order literally and that's fine. But I feel like there's a bit more bullying because Queenie has this condition. And so, you know, you know, evolutionary suspect kill the different. You know, that's this is like if you take a dog, like if you take a dog who's 
like if you had a blind dog and you took it to a dog park, mm-hmm. the other dogs would attack it and try and and they wouldn't be nice to it. Okay. Like they don't. It's different and they they react. Is that something hostile. that does happen? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. for sure. Yeah. It's you know it's nature, right? So nature is like, ugh, what is this weird? What is this weird thing that doesn't work properly? Get it out of here. Get it. Okay. No gene pool for you. So they just yeah. So they. And so, yeah, I feel like, so we, right now, uh, Queenie is, we, I made a little box for her and I put her in, in, in my shed. So she has her own little sleeping area. And so we just close her in at night in, in the shed for now. I'm hoping that eventually when she, if she can get over this condition, uh, then she can go into be, you know, like kind of coexist more happily with noisy. She can't have like a little neck brace or anything. Eh? So nothing that you can I do support? don't think that's what, what happens. So what we're doing right now is we're giving her, uh, vitamin E, okay. vitamin B and selenium. And Celine Dion as well. And Celine Dion as well. She comes and sings. You know, her heart will go on. It's very touching. Queenie just kind of stands there. Her lion heart will listens. go on. She listens very... Yeah. She listens attentively, then her head falls down, and then looks well, like she's not Well, that's everybody with Celine Dion, but to be fair. <laughs> that's fair enough. Uh, the song goes on. The song will go on. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we're so with the vitamin E, it's like a little, like, li- those little kind of liquid... Capsules, kind oh, of. Oh, so you have to do directly in the mouth. So yeah, so you have to bite the skin of the of the vitamin, and then hold her, yeah. and then try and get her head still, and then use your fingers to pry open her mouth, and then go into her mouth. Okay. She does not think that's great, but what's was good was the other day she seemed quite she seemed quite a bit better, and she was like running away from me when I was trying to do it. So that made me happy because I thought, oh, this is a good this is a good st- step yeah. for her. Uh, but uh, yesterday she seemed to have a setback. She seemed not so good. And she wasn't very happy. But we've learned a way to feed her, which is we have a tote full of chicken food. So we just take off the lid, kind of push it, push a bunch over to one side, and then we just put her into the food. And so she can eat it quite well. Occasionally, she does, like, lose her balance and, like, topple over and somersault yeah. around a bit and spray food everywhere. But then she'll get her balance back and she can eat quite happily. So, okay, good. So that's good. That that makes me happy. That's the thing that happens when you get a sick animal uh, is you do find ways. Just like yeah. this, you can't eat this way. Okay, well, I'm going to do this. Well, how about this? A little of this, and yeah, you yeah. do end up like getting things like vitamins. And let me, let me, let me suggest if you can find a cheap one. Uh, I don't know what you call it, but that thing that cuts the end off a cigar is good for that. Probably. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah. The teeth, teeth have been working. If you fine. don't mind uh, getting that little bit of extra vitamin E in your mouth, <laughs> it's fine. Okay. You can't it if it doesn't taste that. It's bad. fat soluble, so I think I think you can go like six months before before it's da- you can have like dangerous levels of, okay. of vitamin E. Uh, but um, this is according to Lisa, anyway. And then, um, but it's, sorry, is it fenced off now? The area? No. Mm. This was, yeah, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, just throw it in there. It's okay, Dad. Right? We agreed to this, didn't we? No. Hello. What? Huh? Yeah. As children, you can't have. Apparently, you can't have like treaties or, or contracts with children. Can you do things like when uh, Mary's over, uh, go into her car and like in the passenger side, uh, put a bunch of uh, chicken wire? Like uh, in the driver's seat, <laughs> That's as a little reminder. A subtle of like, hint. Yeah, subtle Here. hint. Like it's time to. Check well, she's moved out. out now. Oh, I understand that, but she comes to visit. She's, she's, yeah, she does. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd say put it in her bed. <laughs> that would have been my suggestion. But like when she comes and visits in her car, yeah, yeah. chicken wire. She, uh, she brought, she brought. Well, here's yeah, the funny thing is, it's kind of like with noisy. She brought noisy over, then left the left for three three weeks on a trip mm-hmm. through the states. Then she brought uh, Queenie over, and then she. Uh, Left for the weekend, went away, left us to, to deal with, with Queenie. And then now she's moved out. So now we're completely dealing with the chickens that she's brought over. How many chickens do you think you're going to end up with at the end of all this mess? I really don't know, and I hope it's not much more. Although, you know, if they were all like Queenie, mm-hmm. I'd be fine. Yeah. Like, actually, If you I had, think... like, five of them, you could do a chicken Voltron, which would be nice. Mm-hmm. Just make one big chicken. 
like the thing about Noisy is Noisy is like she's like what is she like? She's like she I can't even fit your unrealistic standards of chicken beauty. Yeah, okay. it's not just that. She's like I'm trying to think of some like pop cultural thing that's similar, but she is like she's like some kind of creature mm-hmm. that should be dead mm-hmm. but is still living. And oh, it's sort of carrying on. She's like the fifth Transformers movie. Yeah, there you go. There's a pop culture. That should be long. Uh, should be long, long dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know what? More realistically, because that that actually made some money. Mm. Uh, the uh, fifth Highlander movie. Okay, let's go with that. Okay, that shouldn't have kept going that long. I think you're moving more into the realm of turkeys rather than chickens. Oh, you think Highlander is more of a turkey? Mm-hmm. Mm, that could be. Yeah. Golden Turkey Awards, whatnot. <laughs> yeah, I understand where you're going with that. Uh, it's um. Thank you. Thanks for understanding me. Uh, yeah. So, but that's chicken talk anyway. We're hoping. We have our fingers crossed. I really hope that she uh, to, gets over. Gets to over follow this stuff. up on this, noisy. How's no, how's noisy's shells? I haven't seen any eggs from noisy. She hasn't been laying lately. Okay. So uh, and apparently, I was looking. Uh, I was looking. I was wondering what breed Queenie was. That's why I know she's a Polish chicken. I, I was looking at a chicken breeding, like a chicken list of chicken breeds online, and and it said it was rating them. It was ranking them like mm-hmm. laying chicken. She's considered a laying chicken. But they said she's more of a show chicken than she is a laying chicken. Oh. And they gave her two eggs out of, I don't know what their standard was, two eggs out of four, two eggs out of five. Uh-huh. In terms of like egg, egg laying. I got you. And it said they're, they're not, very, they're not like very, uh, they're intermittent. They don't lay in a, con- like con- continuously or constantly. Yeah. So, so that's a bit disappointing. And I, judging by the size of her, I can't imagine they'd be like huge eggs, but, uh, but I have to say like if, you know, noisy is like a really gross chicken, like really disgusting chicken. Mm-hmm. And Queenie's quite quite nice. So, like, if we had more like Queenie, I would be more like I'd be more on side of this whole chicken thing. But because we have this grotesque monster walking around, stalking our backyard, this knife wielding goon uh, chicken, uh, you know, I'm kind of I'm still a little ambivalent about it. Okay, I'm gonna throw out one more contest here, real quick. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we've got it's Queenie and yep. Noisy. Yep. All right. I'm gonna throw this out there, and I don't know what the prize will be, but there will only be one prize for this one. I'm not giving away. Three prizes for this one. It'll oh. be an okay prize. It'll be something okay. Hmm. Uh, I would like this week yeah. to see a buddy cop movie between Noisy and Queenie. <laughs> you want a name, or you want to? You want to? You want a scenario? Uh, listen, I will take a name. But yeah. if you're going to make a poster up for this buddy cop mm-hmm. uh, movie, uh, that'd be that'd be great too. Now let's not burn through them ourselves. Let's leave them open. Okay. Okay. Let's right. not. Let's not say all the ones that you know we're all thinking right now. Mm-hmm. Fry hard. Don't don't. <laughs> that's not really a buddy cop. Well, I guess it is a buddy cop movie. It depends. Fry hard. Fry hard three. Yeah, that's more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> live free or die frying. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Live free range or die frying. There, I win it. I'm gonna give myself the prize, and that prize is a cherry Coke Zero. Oh, lucky mm, you! Delicious. Anyway, uh, anyway, if you want to make up a poster or give us a name, uh, do that, and we'll we'll give away an, another prize next week for that. Well, good. I'm glad that you're being feeling so generous. Sure, sure. And Dave, uh, I'd like to now give you my review of the movie The Dark Tower. Oh, please. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. next week, our review of... <laughs> so you went and saw The Dark Tower. Yeah. Is this going to be a franchise? Or are they going to like put out all of the books from okay. the Richard Bachman series? By Stephen King, speaking two of... Two movies scary in movies? the last little while. You saw two w- movies. That were going to be big franchises, and they went like... One was Valerian. this is going to launch... One was Valerian. Actually, they were going to do a, a Valerian thing. That's right, but they, uh, I don't know what the situation is with that. Probably not. Uh, but the other one I saw... Not that, I, not I saw that The Mummy, okay. which is supposed to be part of Universal's Dark That's Universe. The Jennifer Lawrence film directed by Darren Aronofsky. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, sorry, that's that's mother. 
Very good. And, uh, oh, that would be confusing. And uh, Dark Tower. Now, let's just go with the Dark Tower first, first and foremost. Yes. The Dark Tower. Dark One. Tower starring Idris Elba, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Featuring Stephen King as the author. Yeah. Um, like, you wanted at some point Eldris Elba to just turn to the uh, camera. What do you call him? Eldris. What is his name? Eldris? Idris. What? Idris Elba. Ild- Idris? That doesn't yeah. sound right at all. Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> Elvis Presley. Albus uh, Idris Costello turns to the audience <laughs> and says to them, this has really happened in the movie, I'm acting as hard as I can. No one's backing me up. I know it's bad. I think Is that what he said, really? Or I might have fallen asleep and dreamed that. Uh, <laughs> do you feel like he was doing like a great job? No, he's fine. It's like, look, everyone's doing what they do, mm-hmm. but there's no character growth to anybody. Uh, the the idea is it's one of these Stephen sto- King. Yeah, it's like one of these. Ki- it's a kid who gets powers to the power to know something, has no choice, <laughs> gets obsessed with it. Okay, goes to the thing, gets dragged along, doesn't make any choices, and the movie ends at the end, and he hasn't changed. And the gunslinger character, he goes along, he hasn't changed. The villain through the whole thing is just. Yeah. Like, for no reason, we'll mm. just come up and just like, can I have a pack of gum? Yeah. And like, sure, here's some gum. I'm setting you on fire! <laughs> all right. No reason for that <laughs> at all. Yeah. Nothing. No reason. Bwa-ha-ha. To the end. Uh, people, some people die. The dark tower isn't very dark. They say it's very important. You don't really see it. Mm. Who fucking cares? There's nothing to it. There's did, nothing to it. Did you go to There's the theater There's literally for this? nothing to this movie. Mm. Nothing. And like it's it, it it looked like the uh, the outline, and they went, let's just read the outline out loud and make a movie out of that. There, good, done. No reason for it. And, but yeah, they set up a little bit of like you know the kid who's got this ability to know what the future of the movie will be. <laughs> He's got the power of spoilers. Uh, it's like they go, you got a shining, and everyone's like, hey, he got shining like the other kid. Did they say that? Did they say the shining? shining. Oh, they say it too much. The one where he's got the shining. He's got the shine. This boy's got the shine. He's got the shine is what he's got. He's going to let it shine. This little shine of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. No, no one cared that much the whole movie. And and you find that out by like someone who's a better psychic than him. Just goes, oh yeah, he's a really good psychic. Okay, Did anything happen with them? Nope, nothing. Fuck, who cares? Just no <laughs> one cared in this movie. Nothing happened. They just it just felt like yeah, maybe it's some setup for the future. Something tragic happens, but you don't care. Yeah. Characters die, but you don't care. And here's one here's one thing that was just one of those. This is a scene early on in the movie. Where this guy who's the man in black, who's the Matthew McConaughey guy. Sure. All right. So this guy who's dying, he's dying in a war. And, he's like, <laughs> and he leans down uh, and he goes, so you're you're about to die. You know, are you scared? Uh, I don't know. You know, but you don't you, you know what happens next? No, no, I don't. No one does. But I'm going to tell you nothing. There's nothing. It's nothing been done. Oh, okay. That's a terrible thing. And so the guy, <laughs> the guy says, you go to hell. And he goes, I've already been there. Well, wait. And then, and then he goes, now burn. And he sets him on fire. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait you a see the fucking problem, right? <laughs> no, there's nothing after you die, but I've been to hell. And you want the guy to just go, what? <laughs> wait, wait a second. Yeah. Now, the only way that works, you could actually have a little, uh, something with that. I know a siren is coming, but where you go like, oh, how's that work? And he goes, well, I killed the devil and I blew up hell. Now there's nothing. Maybe that's a thing, but that's not what they set up whatsoever. It's just, ugh, it's a fucking mess. Like, yeah. you didn't even read the sentence that you wrote. Okay, so an, a siren is coming by. Can you guess what it is? It was 
a hovercraft. <laughs> was it a hovercraft? No, indeed. it was an ambulance. So, as always, take a drink, and we hope the best for the people in the ambulance. Yes. Oh, they should have been ambulance to take that movie away. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to the theater to see this film? Yeah, I saw it in the theater. So you paid big money. Well, you see... get uh, snacks, and you yes. get to play that game beforehand. It's air-conditioned. Condi- air you get to uh, flick things at the screen on your on your phone and uh, do that. I, po- s- I so dislike that game. I hate the flicky thing. I hate the pick the thing that uh, everyone else picked. Yeah. I like the trivia. I like a I like simple it, thing. Yeah, I like order. when it challenges your knowledge of film. Yeah. You know, like it kind of re- rewards you as a film goer. And it should do that. Like yeah. it should be encouraging people to watch movies. But it doesn't. It encourages us to be like, why are we playing one where you're a goalie? And we're trying, or we're trying to score against. And you're trying to return uh, bottles. And I particularly hate, yeah, when it ties into uh, to a company. You know, like try and drive this BMW through this McDonald's drive-through. Ugh. And uh, and the mummy was all just set up for future things. Mm. And it was like, well, why don't you let me know when you've got that movie right? Because you don't have this movie right. <laughs> so it's all it's as if it's as if Hollywood has 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 like taken into itself the whole idea of streaming. And so they're creating their films as if the idea people are going to be binge-watching their movies at some point in the future. Well, they, and what you can do is you can make one movie an ad for a variety of different movies that aren't necessarily sequels. Mm-hmm. And that's the, you know, it's, it's what Spider-Man tried to do with that terrible, amazing Spider-Man 2 where, you know, they're walking through a room with all the Spider-Man's other villains' yeah. equipment. Yeah. It's like, this all ties together, and there's an organization, and this is all the things. And they do the same deal in this movie, and it's the same director. With the mummy, and just like we're the no, no, it's not the same. It's yeah. just, it's same writer. It's, it's same the director writers? was Mar- Mark Webb was the director of Spi- Amazing Spider-Man. And it's not one that and director. Two. Of this? No, okay, well, it's the same. But writer he's, it's the it's the writer who, who wrote wrote Fuck. this like Star Trek. Oh Lord, movies uh, and just, uh, oh, oh. so <laughs> so yeah. So you get uh, Doctor Jekyll going. Co-wrote. We we are this organization, and we fight the evil of just like okay, fuck. Doctor Jekyll played played by Cameron Crowe. People, so you're not sure which. Yeah. Are you Mr. Hyde right now? We can't tell. Like Russell Crowe. What did I say? Cameron Crowe, the director. Yeah. Yes, the yeah. director showed up. I'm sorry. From everyone. the he's played by the Russell. band Counting Crows. Counting. <laughs> Alternate <laughs> joke. He's played by the singer Cheryl Crow. Uh, that is good. As a, 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 a alternate joke, he's played by Heckle and turns into Jekyll. <laughs> And that's 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 that was what a good it one. is. There's the crows. That was a good one. Uh, so yeah, but here's the other bullshit with it. So yeah, so it's just like <laughs> here's the big room with all the fucking shit. Okay, your shield, mm-hmm. fucking shield, your dark shield. Got it. Yeah. But then I had just seen a month before the new Kong movie, and slight spoilers, they pull that shit in that too. Yeah. It's like okay. Enough. Find another angle to this <laughs> besides big organization that's in charge of all the fucking things. Yeah. yeah. Stop Nick Furying every goddamn franchise. Knock it off. Well, Hush. but here's I'll tell I'll tell you a secret. You may not know this. All right, tell me a secret. Marvel movies have been raking in the money. They are making billions of dollars with the very premise you're talking about. Do you think those guys are going to think of something original or just steal what's already being successful? Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to take. I mean, no one, no, it's not only that no one's original. It's just no one can be bothered to be original right now. I mean, where, where do you look for originality in things that you watch? You, but here's, television. Here's the thing what you get with the Marvel movies, though, is you get like, um, here's an Ant-Man movie. Oh, okay. 
Well, I haven't seen Ant-Man before. Here's mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. I've never seen Groot and Rocket before. You're seeing all these obscure Captain Marvel sure. coming up. You haven't seen that. But with these, it's like, what are you doing? Oh, it's uh, Dr. Jekyll and he's teaming with the mummy and they're going to go fight Dracula. Yeah, I've seen all of them. You're not s- surprising me with any of that shit. Show me something new. And same with King Kong. It's King Kong. He's going to fight Godzilla and there's going to go Mothra. Yeah, I've seen all of them. Mm-hmm. I'm, I know all these characters. So yeah. there's nothing like, oh, what's that going to be about? There's no deep Whereas, cuts for you. That's right. We're in Marvel. Here's an Iron Man movie well i hadn't seen iron man before yeah captain uh, america well there was a bad tv show but that's about it yeah they just make shit up of things that don't work whereas uh, i think these other things are trying to relaunch things that have worked in the past and that's yeah got a little bit of a problem around it yes apparently the next one is going to be based on bride of frankenstein and why do we need another Bride of Frankenstein? The first movie is is fantastic. You don't need I couldn't more. tell you how many Bride of Frankenstein movies there have been, but there's been enough. Mm-hmm. Probably. Don't need any more? You sure? Yeah. How about Bridesmaid of Frankenstein? It's like always Ooh. the Bridesmaid of Frankenstein, uh, never the Bride of Frankenstein. Starring Kristen Wiig? Oh, I like that. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> she's... Be- okay, let's pitch this one. Okay, you pitch okay, it. Okay, so this is basically Bridesmaids. Okay. Okay, I like it. But like her friend Maya Rudolph yeah. has been killed. Okay. So she mourns, and that's a sad start to the movie. Sad start. We really pull the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. She's been brought back to life. Or, oh. or she starts seeing her. And like, oh my gosh, was that her? Yeah. Couldn't be. She's yeah. dead. Yeah. Oh, wait. But no, she's back to life. Eventually confronts her, and she's like, yeah, I was brought back to life by the scientist, and it's great. But he wants me to marry this monster. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You'll like him, but I want you to be my bridesmaid. Oh. All right. So now she's got to decide whether or not to stop this wedding yeah. of like her best friend marrying the Frankenstein monster mm-hmm. and, get, and get all tied into this damn world. And she's got to go to whatever, like Romania or wherever this shit is going down. And then maybe you have other monsters in there if you want as little cameos, whatever. But yeah, she's got to deal with this. And she's got to be the bridesmaid at, uh, at uh, the Frankenstein wedding. There you go. There's your movie. <laughs> I know it's not going to make a lot. $80 million. Have a do a Do a $30 million budget. It'll do well. Maybe in China it'll do well. It's fine. If it's allowed to open there. What's the problem? He doesn't talk about Tibet. <laughs> Not all movies are, are... China actually restricts the amount of movies that are opened there, like are, can, can actually be shown there. Okay. So you, if you don't get in the window of movies that are allowed in, then you uh, don't get the China market. Yeah, that's fair. All right. I was just trying to think, what are the things wouldn't China like? Talk about Tibet. <laughs> Have they got problems with zombies? No, they got tons of ghosts. Oh, yeah. They don't movies. like ghosts at all. So. Oh, fuck. So many ghosts. Uh yeah they're fine okay so anyway that's that's the movie uh bridesmaid of Frankenstein there good <laughs> I'm writing that down I don't write that what, down right now I don't care if you guys don't do it I'm doing it <laughs> done good for you yeah and uh oh here's my kids movie uh underwear wolf I was thinking uh a DJ who's bitten by a wolf werewolf man Jack <laughs> it would be an interesting idea. To go with the idea of, like, the story of Wolfman Jack. Yeah. But he covered up the fact that he was a wolfman by calling himself a wolfman. That's right. That's right. Man, that guy's hairy. Well, he's called Wolfman. I guess that makes sense. Oh, okay. Well, he's doing the bit. Oh, that all makes sense. Then everything's great. Why is he eating that man? Oh, it's his character. Wolfman Jack. Here was something that used to bug me as a a young man. I doubt it. (laughs) You doubt I was a young man? That's fair. I am. I'm immortal. That's a good point. Uh, when I used to read Tomb of Dracula as a kid, first of all, was that a DC comic? comic? Marvel, Marvel comic, written by Marv Wolfman, Jack. Okay, well, jump, jump the gun on that oh, one. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, that was the problem. Was like Marv Wolfman wrote it, and it was okay. like, so this is Dracula yeah. written by Wolfman. Oh, you didn't believe and it. Also, yeah. no, I didn't. I didn't believe it because mm. I thought this is a bullshit name, and here's yeah. why. Yeah. One that it's Wolfman. Well, yeah. that's silly. What's his first name? Marv. Yeah. Well, it's Marvel Comics. Mm. So who would write the Dracula? Oh, no, it's DC Comics, wasn't it? No, I just said it's a Marvel comic. Tomb oh, of Dracula. Uh, Marv. Oh, Tomb of Dracula. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Okay. What's the what's the DC Dracula comic you're I was thinking, thinking of? I was thinking of the haunted thingy, the the ma- mansion one. The haunted mansion of uh, Dracula? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, I, I go on, go on. Sorry. I don't know. I'm I want to hear more about this haunted mansion of Dracula comic that I've never heard <laughs> there of. Was, there was a, there was a, uh, scary comics from DC at that time, too. Right. About right. Dracula's house? About Dracula's house. Just the house. Because all of the maids, how, yeah. you know, how hard it was and to and clean. And it all start with someone knocking. So like, hard to hey, clean. is Dracula home? No. <laughs> Dracula's out. What's he doing? A Marvel comic. <laughs> Couldn't get the rights to Dracula, but we bought the rights to Dracula's castle. We could afford that. So here's what it's we're doing. All, is this about all the logistics behind taking care of yeah. Dracula's castle? Because he's not always there. Yeah, there's a lot of rooms in here. You know, there sure are, here's the Reinfeld. Thing. It doesn't, it's not free. You know, running a castle costs a lot of money. If the owner isn't there to sign the checks, what happens? Mm-hmm. It's a disaster. Right. I'm just writing also down Haunted Mansion of Dracula <laughs> by DC Comics. There we go. Yeah, Marv Wolfman, fake name, and the inventor of uh, Blade, along with Gene Colan. Hmm. Blade, the uh, the guy who would shave vampires. <laughs> there you go. That was his angle. He's yeah. like, you want a nice close shave? And he go, oh, I would like a nice close shave. I <laughs> yeah. can't look at myself in the mirror. Okay, we'll just sit in this chair. Oh, this is so, so refreshing. <laughs> and then he goes, cut his throat. Oh. Uh, oh that's wow. how he kill a vampire. Mm. Yeah. He didn't do where, he didn't do wolf, wolfmen because it was too, it, was, it wasn't cost effective really. It just had to charge too much. To... No, you'd have to do the whole body thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder mm-hmm. if anyone's ever done that in a movie. It's like someone who's a werewolf <laughs> who just decides to get like the waxing. <laughs> Like, just the whole thing done. <laughs> you know where he'd go? Rawr. You know where he'd have to go? Hmm? House of Wax. Oh. So you go to the House of Wax, House of Wax. as a wolf man and just go That's listen. That's a DC comic. Yep. So uh, so you go to the House of Wax and go like, listen, I need it all off. Cover me up. And then just, uh. just pull it all off. If you did do that, I wonder what it would look like if you had the wolf man and you just like took all the hair off. What would he look like? He looked like a shaved cat. He would just not look right. <laughs> he wouldn't look the same. He wouldn't look the like same. A, it would be the same if he got wet, though. Like, he'd be so much less impressive. Oh, well, then he'd be a wet wolf. That would be good. And then he'd be all smelly. Oh, the legend of the wet wolf. He'd be all smelly because his fur is all, all wet. Yep. And sometimes he'd, he'd roll in chicken poo. <laughs> Stupid werewolf. Man, what would a werewolf look like shaved? That would be just a mean, interesting thing to a werewolf. <laughs> like, you couldn't really well, shave Have you ever seen a bear shaved? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that's what a werewolf would look like. That's a bear wolf. Oh, sorry. I mixed up. What you do is this. Here's what you do. Mm-hmm. You take the werewolf, just push him into a vat of nair. And then, okay. like, because you couldn't shave him. It would take too much time. You got to, like, get yeah, it yeah. all a depilatory or some sort. Mm-hmm. Throw him in the throw him in the thing of, uh, of of nair and just, and then he chases you. And then he just goes all. Oh, his hair falls off. Oh, oh, my God. That'd be so disturbing. He would just go and hide. You'd be like a dog who got a haircut. Mm-hmm. You ever, like, a dog who got a haircut and they're embarrassed? Yeah. They're ashamed they go hide in the closet. Well, what they would do, what with, I, would do, I used to have a poodle, and the poodle would be Inca. 
and uh, Poodle would look like a normal dog, just like, hey, how you doing? I'm a dog. <laughs> and having a good time. And then and then uh, when we take it to get a haircut and the nails trimmed, they poodle it up. Mm. And she did not dig that. No, and no. also they give her a little perfume. Like, why do that to a dog? <laughs> yes. The dog doesn't isn't going out for a night on the yeah. town. Yeah. What's that What's that needed for? Or maybe it was the shampoo. And yeah, she'd just be like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. And she was like this dumb poodle for like a good month. My dog was the same. He would, he would arch his back, lower his head. Yeah. Hide in the closet. Just didn't want anyone to know. Mm-hmm. Don't even look at me. Don't even look at me. Yeah, poor dog. I'm a monster. <laughs> so what we're saying, Hollywood, is don't, uh, don't do that. Don't do that thing. Don't make it a big organization. You can link your movies together. <laughs> that that's what, fair. Is that what we were saying? I forgot. You can link your movies together if you want, but don't yeah. make it. There's a big organization that's trying to gather people. Oh, fuck! Mm-hmm. Guess DC's doing that too. With like Batman is the mm-hmm. is the Nick Fury of that thing. Yeah. So yeah, just stop it. We don't need it. Yeah. It doesn't make things better. James Bond is doing it. Big organization, MI6, some sort of pretend thing. If uh, if they had done the Jinx movie with uh, Halle Berry. Jinx the cat. Yep, Mr. Jinx to you, sir. <laughs> he didn't go to mistering school for all those years <laughs> as a cat to just be called Jinx. He learned okay. to talk. He learned to wear a hat. Yes, it's true. Okay. How did he talk? How did he talk? Yeah. Hi, Dave. Oh, Mr. Jinx the cat. Okay. Would you like to hear an ethnic joke? Is that true? Uh, what? You're just making that up. You don't actually uh, know yeah, what he sounded like. No, his was, uh, I hate Smithes to pieces. Okay. That was his angle. Okay, okay. Uh, Jinx, the movie, was gonna, which would have starred Halle Berry. Of course, he was in the final Pierce Brosnan James Bond film, The World is Not Enough. Is that what, which one it was? Yeah, Twine. When Worlds Collide? Yeah. That it's is terrible. One, I think, that's got the ice house and it's the a weird, uh, invisible okay. car. Yeah, invisible car. And He's, John Cleese. He uh, surfs. He windsurfs on to- on the roof of- using the roof of the uh, the convertible roof of the Volvo. Okay. Very terrible film. Very terrible film. John Cleese wasn't awful in those movies. Uh, a little he, awful. He was too meta. Too he meta. He was always talking about as my predecessor said. Yeah. Okay, that's enough. We don't mm-hmm. need that. Just be you. Yeah. We don't need to. We don't need to go like James Bond has been doing this for so many years. That because that sets up that he's been doing this for a long time mm-hmm. and he's saved the world many times. We don't need that shit. Yeah. You know, don't do that. What's weird John- about that movie? Is that it has a great sword fight in it. In the middle, you know, mm-hmm. it has the duel between James Bond and the villain. Yeah, swords handed by Madonna. And, uh, is that right? Yep. And, cause she did the, mo- the, the uh, theme for the movie. That's right. A terrible theme, by the way, everyone. Yeah, I didn't mind the opening as a concept. The idea that he's caught and that he's tortured for a, a yeah. period of time and yeah. then has to escape. And it's like, how long does it take him to become James Bond again? Mm. Pretty fast, because he's got his, got his shit together. It's okay. Mm-hmm. That worked okay for me. But yeah, yeah. you're right. That's what I think the song was. Well, just let the robot sing it, Madonna. We don't need you if you're going to do that. It's it's not a good film. And Halle Berry. Wait, isn't it Die Another Day that she's uh, in? Oh, maybe. It, no, no. It's Isn't it the same one with the, the, the Ice Hotel and all the rest of it? Well, no, I think Die Another Day is the one that has the uh, the sword fight because it does have Madonna. Madonna's oh, in the one she does. Oh, okay. The maybe I mixed up it. Maybe, so there's nothing maybe that redeemable. film has nothing, nothing to redeem it. Yeah. It's got invisible car. He goes to Cuba, meets up with Jinx, <laughs> and she has her own handler played by uh, Michael Madsen. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forgot about that. Mm hmm. Because he would have been her handler in in the because they were we're not very being very clear here but the idea was that she would become her own character and they were going to make a James Bond universe and by the way that idea is not closed yet that idea is still open that they're going to have a James Bond universe and have other characters have their own stories and stuff like that <sighs> what characters who said who said this it's it's like in the news and stuff like that I still talk because they're they're uh, 
I've heard that they're wanting to sell the property. I would see a the Felix Broccoli's... Unger movie, maybe. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. Played by the guy who did uh, Jeffrey Wright. Is that his name? I Jeffrey. Think so that sounds about right. The the guy who played him in Casino Royale. Mm. I would like him to play yeah. do the role. That'd be fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was reading somewhere that the Broccoli's and the Wilsons are thinking about selling the property, and so to make it more attractive to studios who are only these days only looking for properties that have franchise potential. Uh-huh. So it's not one movie every five years because your actor can't. It's, oh, it's so hard doing these movies. Oh, ouch. Don't like running through walls anymore. I'm, I'm no spring chicken. I did that when I was 45. Now I'm 51. I don't want to be doing this stuff. Uh, the Kurtz might corset. The, so they want to have like, they want to be able to like have a movie a year, kind of like what Star Wars is overkilling yeah, us yeah. with now, right? Yeah. So. Isn't uh, that the thing though when you see now it's like, hey, the new Star Wars movie's coming out. Mm. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You might as well tell me, like, hey, the Halloween candy's in the store now. You never thought that would yeah. happen. You never thought there'd be a time where you're like, meh. Oh, that'll go well with all the yeah. Star Wars games and, and been, TV shows. Everyone looking forward to uh, the true story of, of Han Solo? Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. It's good, because you don't want any mystery there. Uh, it's good. Yeah. yeah. Really, really need to know everything about it. Yeah, that Christmas special wasn't wanna, so bad. Want to know everything uh, Everything okay. you ever did. All right. So what are they doing with the, what are they, what do they say about this uh, spinoff business? Well, so they're, yeah, so they're, they're, um, they're discussing the possibility of, of, of a universe. Now they have not said names. They haven't said, you know, we're going to do like a Q one or they're going to do a such and such one. Now a Q one would be interesting with Ben Weishaw mm-hmm. as Q, perhaps stripped of all his technology being forced to, uh, being forced to, like say he went somewhere to, to help James Bond. Yeah. And then they get separated, and he's like in dire situation, and he has to use his wits to get him out. Yeah, That'd be kind you know of fun what to I watch. would call it? Uh, QD do. <laughs> Why would you call it that? Because fun on the QT. QD. Oh, it's, that's all right too. QT pie. That's what I do it. There you go. I I had uh, my my old fan ficky idea for Q. Okay. Uh, which was that Q one because you call him Q. Mm-hmm. Like I know you call this guy M, and I understand that's yeah. the situation. But when they were fooling around with like uh, quantum and what's quantum and what's quantum, I was thinking like before you actually kind of got Q, I thought, oh, quant- he was a James Bond villain who you, you know, know it stands for quartermaster, right? Yeah, it's fine. Who cares? Okay. Uh, what's M stand for? No, no idea. Okay, very good. Uh, so, so it doesn't stand for quartermaster. It does stand for quartermaster. In fact, in the early films, he wasn't called Q. Like okay. Doctor No and stuff like that. He wasn't. Well, there we Q. go. Now that we call him Q and we're mm-hmm. doing that, yeah. I I wanted him to have been a villain from a previous movie who was like who didn't get killed at the end, mm-hmm. and they caught him, and he was like, "All right, I'll work for you," which is why he's always so sarcastic to James Bond and mm-hmm. doesn't like the guy. Yeah, and they got an adversarial relationship, and it's like, yeah, because you 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 were a villain. He knows he could turn at any time, mm. but he enjoys making these sadistic fucking weapons, and he's really <laughs> good at it. So you know, he used to be a bad huh. guy, and now he's recruited by mm-hmm. the good guys. So like, oh, that'd be a fun thing to do. Eh, it's no bridesmaid of Dracula. The problem no, for Q, the problem for the Q character now is that everything is so tech-driven, and computers are probably the most boring thing that's ever been in movies ever. Mm-hmm. More boring. It's more boring than the scene in Three Days of the Condor where they're showing how telephone switching systems work. <laughs> I just watched that the other week. It is, but it's actually interesting, right? It's kind yeah. of fun watching all the things turning and it's twisting and clipping. Tap. Whereas when you watch people like typing away in a movie, you're just like, I yawn. What you need is either one, the first weapon that he gives him is like, this is an electromagnetic pulse. This knocks out all that shit. Mm. Done. And then everything else has to be a practical thing. Mm. Yeah. This pops out of this. This does this. This there unfolds to this. I like it. Yeah. Like and it. here's your slide rule. Figure it out when you when you need to do some math. Mm. Yeah, I like it. I like that idea. Hmm. Anyway, Jinx was terrible. 
Uh, and they, <laughs> well, that movie was terrible. Well, the problem it basically with, sank the, the it sank the franchise yeah. for about seven years. Well, the problem with her was uh, is normally the problem that you get with a Halle Berry movie is they set her up to be too cool. Yeah, and especially in this one, she it was like, here comes the coolest cat you've ever seen. Well, not Catwoman, ugh. Coolest but you know, but the coolest, seen. you know, you won't believe it. Yeah, she out James Bond's James Bond. Yeah, he does this. She can do twice as much while wearing a bikini. Here it comes, <laughs> and boy, howdy, you want to talk sexy? Ha ha ha! Here it comes. Eh, it's fine. Yeah. And then what are you gonna do? Nothing. Yeah. yeah, nothing. You got nothing. You got to show a little bit of vulnerability, and she never shows vulnerability through it or anything. And like, who cares? The mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. And then they do this weird scene where she's like getting diamonds dropped into her navel, and it's just ugh. <laughs> that sounds uncomfortable, doesn't it? Yeah. How do you get them out? Tweezers? <laughs> yeah. Takes her to one of those uh, claw machines. Puts her in there <laughs> and has to like take them out that way. <laughs> to wait till someone can actually make it work. Mm, that'd be a good movie too, actually. That'd be a good scene in like a, a James Bond movie where James Bond has to do surgery using a claw mm-hmm. machine to remove something. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. There's a bomb that's in the oh. that's in the machine. Yeah. Right. And he's got to get it, and he's only got three tries, but it's really slippery claws, and so he's got to figure out the way to do it. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, and everyone in the audience is going, "Oh no, we've done this. Yeah. Oh no." And he's got to learn the correct way of uh, doing it, which I did find out from watching a, a video on how to get stuff out of claw machines oh, okay. that was like from this only in Japan guy, okay. which is you do not do the grab on the first thing. Yeah. You do two setups, and oh. your two setups are yeah. take the thing behind it okay. and use that to, to position it. you got to do at least two positionings. Then you can like go for the claw oh, and get okay. the real one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, good, t- good tips. Good tips, everyone. Uh, you know, you know, I'm not a fan of. That's uh, just John about clawing. This is our new segment <laughs> about claw machines. I like it. Oh, I've got a dollop of trollop to talk about. Maybe I'll do. Okay, I want to talk about James Bond a little bit more. Okay, this will not be canter banter, which was also su- su- suggested by uh, Louise and was seconded by Heather for for a good name for when you're talking about horses. Oh, horses. Canter banter. Canter banter. Okay, yeah. this is not going to be canter. No, this is the dollop of trollop. This is going to be counter banter. No, I want to talk a little bit more about James Bond because All right. I because I know for you. Are we you. just doing James Bonding now? We're Have doing we James Bonding. Yeah, we've taken over. Have they franchised that show? Yeah, franchised. I I paid I paid a hundred grand for this. Oh man, that's I know. A I had lot to re- of broccoli. I had to remortgage my house. It's a lot, a lot of broccoli. So here's here's the I know I know that your favorite James Bond is Roger Moore because it's whoever you grew up with. It's inexplicable to me. Well, I guess that's true, but I grew up with him. I, I mean, I like Daniel Craig. I know Daniel Craig's the best. I think, but, uh, I think but, he's probably. Uh, but my good. favorite is uh, is Roger Moore. Sure. Well, here's the thing about Daniel Craig. He's in the best movie. He's in one of the best movies. But I don't think any of his other movies are anywhere near as good as Casino Royale. Like Casino Royale is yeah. a really good film. Yeah. The rest of the movies aren't really that good. I don't. I didn't no. like Skyfall that much. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's but okay. it's too. The villain is too. Too has too much foreknowledge of everything that could possibly yeah, happen. Nothing is lived up to Casino Royale, but still and he than and the and the villain wins that movie. Like James Bond doesn't actually succeed in preventing what his plan is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it feels very strange. It's a very kind of weird letdown movie. Spectre's terrible. Uh, Quantum of Solace is a mess. Quantum of Solace, the way to redeem Quantum of Solace, which a lot of people have said, is you got to watch it right after Casino I have Royale. done that, but okay. it didn't do, I mean, you could, it's, it's then the car chase at the beginning is, is explicable. Like you understand, oh, I, this is what's going on. He's got the guy in the trunk. I, I get it. Cause when you saw it like four years later, you're like, I have, what is this chase about? Yeah. I have no idea what's going on. But when you watch them right after other, at least it makes a car chase understandable. The rest of the film is no better, though it's still a look. But um, 
So, because, you know, by that logic, for me anyway, then George Lazenby is also a great Bond because he's in one of the best Bond movies, okay. which is Honor Majesty's Secret Service, which I know has not dated well, but neither has any of the Roger Moore films. If you enjoy watching other people do stunts while a star sits in a chair <laughs> with his corset unbuttoned, yeah. then you're going to love all the Roger Moore films. At least the George La- in the George Lazenby one, he's actually doing stuff. He's like hanging from wires, going down the tram line and stuff like that, because he is actually athletic. Which one is the voodoo one? Is that Live and Let Die? Ugh, yes, Live and Let Die. I really like that one. That's so nice visuals. I'm shaking my head. Everyone who can't it does see. have the weird ending where the guy's just on the train looking at us and like it's like fine, that's weird. It's okay. <laughs> See, that movie that suffers yeah. movie suffers from everything that haunts the rest of the James Bond films throughout the Roger Moore area. Ghosts. Well, ghosts, yeah, haunted by ghosts, haunted by ineptitude. It's just like they just gave up. Like, if you watch, like, the, the, the Sean Connery ones, okay, Sean Connery, you know, from Russia with Love, great movie. Great movie. A little long, a little slow in some spots, right. I'll admit. It doesn't do a lot of the James Bondy type stuff. It's, but, you know, it has that great fight between him and Robert sure. Shaw on the train. And I think if anyone's thinking about how great From Russia With Love is, that's what they were thinking of. That fight, which kind of makes the whole movie. But, okay, I didn't understand what you're talking about. So I'm like, okay, I am going to watch. I haven't seen these movies in many, many, many years. Okay. I'm going to watch some Roger Moore films. All right. I'm going to try and understand what people see in this actor. Sure. Like, what is so great about this stuff? Okay. So I watched Live and Let Die. Good. I watched The Man with the Golden Gun. Spy Who Loved Me. No. Spy Who Loved Me is probably the best. I watched uh, Moonraker. Okay. That's horrible. I just watched ones that were, like, like kind of scattered. I didn't want to go as far as watching the one, The View to a Kill or whatever. Okay. That's, that's My favorite good. are Live and Let Die and Spy Who Loved Me. But, okay, go ahead. I've seen... Okay, Live and Let Die. Yep. Has a... <laughs> Has a okay. What are you gonna say? Yep. For no, I'm just la- I'm laughing because like I just want to hear what you got to say. It's gonna be fun. <sighs> okay, live and let die. Yeah, it makes no sense. It looks terrible. Theme song. It looks great. okay. The theme song is three quarters great until it goes into the <laughs> reggae. Until the reggae part, then <laughs> just like why? Why everybody's trying to do something? That, that, like no, why? Is this, this is my theory though. This is my theory. Yeah, that's Linda's part. Mm-hmm. Linda wrote that part of the song, and yeah. Mar- and Paul, who had to have her in his his songwriting credits, otherwise it still fell under the Lennon McCartney oh, okay. writing thing. So that's right. so he had to put her in, otherwise he had to share the songwriting royalties with that John. Good to know. Okay. So no, we didn't want to do that. So this is me and Linda writing this song, and this is her part. In the middle of this exciting song, da 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 like, oh, why? Why what would you ruin a song like that? To you, you know, when you got a job to do. When, when I, when I, oh, one time I, I really like the song MacArthur's, MacArthur Park by, uh, by Jimmy Webb, but I really hate the slow part of the song. And so I, when I made a mixtape one time, I just, I cut out that part of mm-hmm. the song and just stuck it together. So I just had that part out of it entirely. And sure. I could probably do that with Live and Let Die. I could take out that horrible part. Sure. How about, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? Any slow parts in that you want to cut? Yeah, a whole song. Okay, fair enough. So then, it's no Coney Island thing, my digger. Whatever that song is, Brighton, Brighton Rock. That's right. Oh, that's a good song. That's my you'll, favorite. You'll sure, Heart Attack in, is my uh, Baby Driver. Sure, Heart Attack Available is my favorite. Available on digital Queen, Queen album now. So anyway, uh, so you watched, uh, you watched the. Okay, here's the thing. Like, there's a scene. It's been, it's Louisiana been a Louisiana funeral, New Orleans f- funeral. <sighs> kill the guy. Lower the coffin on him. Pick it back up. Take him along. Pretty good. It's a pretty good way to kill a guy. <laughs> 
Is it? Yes, it's really good. <laughs> but the, Where, okay, have you seen here's, that before? Visually, no, it's, just it's true. Up, Visually, uh, parades coming down uh, the street. By the way, kill the guy, pick him up. Yeah, and Monty Python. Going down. Monty Python did it. Did they? Yeah, they had their Undertaker sketches. They would do. Uh, okay. Yeah, but anyway, but I think they probably picked him up and put him in the coffin and then pick yeah. it up, but not drop it over him and then take it away. It's just and, so crazy. And no that one goes, the whole "Hey, town, yeah, the whole town is in on it." I'm yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. This is how we all murder you. <laughs> there's a scene. Okay, there's a guy with the hook on his hand. All right, I don't remember it, but go ahead. Okay, sure. there's, there's like one of the one of the henchmen of of sure. uh, of um that actor. Uh, yeah. You know who I mean? Yep. Also an alien. Sure. Also in homicide. Our, our, arid, arid. Arid Extra Dry, I want to say. <laughs> Arid Extra Dry. Yeah. So he's the henchman of Arid Extra Dry. Armin Tanzarian. Armin Hammer. He's got, okay, he's got like a hook. Uh-huh. It's clearly, that's clearly See, like. See, most movies don't even have a hook. It's clearly <laughs> seven seven inches longer than his other arm. Sure. Because he's holding the hook with his hand. Okay. And then he's like, he has his arm around James Bond. Yeah. And he bends, the hook bends around him like, it's not even on his arm. Like, he's, it's just his hand. So he uses his hand. Yeah. And he just like. Further, like, twist the hook around. Right. And you're just like, didn't someone notice this when you were editing the film or even, like, shooting the film? Did someone not say, oh, by the way, a guy who's playing this character, make sure you keep your hand straight because we're pretending that this is attached to your arm and doesn't articulate like your wrist. Because your wrist is no longer there. It's a hook now. Oh, so and that's why Roger Moore is no good. Well, it's just, it's just the whole it's movie. It's lazy. Yeah, the whole okay. movie is, that's right. The whole movie is lazy. Everything is tawdry. gets filled up like a balloon at the end, the villain. The whole movie I'm is like, lazy Whoop. and tawdry and dull. Bam. And Man with a Golden Gun just feels the same way. It just feels like. Yeah, I didn't care for Man with a Golden Gun. It's like a one, it almost feels like a one that's set the one movie. That's the one with Hervé Villachez in it, right? That's right. With Tabasco. him attacking him at the, at the end. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. That's that's no that's not great. No, it's, nope. Attacks him like Yoda. Yeah, Man with the Golden Gun. I think the best thing about the Man with the Golden Gun is in the game GoldenEye, where you can play as him in multiplayer, and oh. he will kill you with one bullet. Salamanca. Oh my gosh. Yep. The Man with Three Nipples. Yeah. Well, you know what? Good for him then, not being tri nipples, <laughs> and it not being called that, right? Because normally, whatever your problem is, your James problem. Bond will. <laughs> Let's zero in on that. Yeah, and that's your that's your name. And then I watched Moonraker. Okay. The movie with the pigeon double take. Yep. A pigeon that goes, <laughs> what? <laughs> a guy? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, see, the, to me, the problem with all those movies is that it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like anyone, like, doesn't feel like, it does not feel like they thought about what they're filming. Like, they didn't, like, sit down and write an outline and then go through it and try and figure out, like, what makes sense yeah and where the plot should go and what people's motivations are and why these things are happening and they just kind of like like yeah it became its own thing. maybe they right. wrote individual set pieces and then they just wrote like connecting sections to all this stuff when did the novels end like when did the movies stop being yeah. based on novels i don't really know i don't really know that part of the the stories mm. Sorry. That's fine. I, you know, I'm not like. There's another podcast, by the way, if you guys need to listen to this kind of mm-hmm. stuff and like find out when this all happened. Yeah. And they've just brought it back. James Bonding is back. So uh, yeah. give that a listen. It's why we did. Uh, completely we, Beatles. It's why we did Completely Beatles. It's why we did Totally Tintin. Yeah. Yeah. So the, in, the interest, like the interesting thing to me, like, well, for me, okay, I do like Daniel Craig a lot. Mm-hmm. And I like Pierce Brosnan and Goldeneye. I thought he was really good in that film. Yet another ambulance went by. Go ahead. Uh, but for me, I guess I guess I kind of lean towards Sean Connery just because that was my first James Bond. Sure. My friend's mom was a big movie fan. She loved movies, and she had various actors that she loved. One was Sean Connery, and another was Robert Redford. So, like when I was, you know, like in grade three, 
She took us to see like the Sting in the theater and the Great Waldo Pepper, the least one of the least uh, appropriate movies you could ever see as a as a why, child. Why is that? A man burns alive in a plane crash in front of your eyes, in front of your little kitty face. Okay. Want to see so a man? A real Temple of Doom situation. Want to see a man die because he dared to fly a monoplane? That crazy fool! Don't sit in no plane should have two wings. And he crashed and he burned to death. Ugh. Yeah, that's what I learned. Yep. And then as he came out uh, on fire, did the I'm a Pepper song. Mm-hmm. I'm a Pepper, he's a Pepper, <laughs> you're a Pepper, Waldo it wasn't, Pepper. It wasn't Waldo Pepper that... Uh, Waldo Pepper was uh, Robert Redford. Oh, okay. Who will not die in a fiery plane crash. It was his, his friend. He can't anymore. His skin's too leathery. His skin's too... It will not burn. <laughs> it will not burn. <laughs> but... She she also, made us watch uh, Thunderball. Three days of the Condor. He can fly. Condors can oh, fly. Oh, Condors can fly. She made us watch Thunderball. All right. And which is not that great a movie, but nope. she. And then uh, they remade it. Which is not that great a movie. Yeah. This is not a great plot. Never say never again. That's the same movie. If you no. want to see the same actor do the same movie but a little <laughs> bit older for some damn reason, except in this one he throws pee at somebody. Uh, yeah, that's the movie to see. Ooh, I forgot that scene. Um, yeah, but it, once I saw that movie, I just thought, oh, this is a great concept. And because she liked it so much, you know, her enthusiasm for it kind of got into us. And so, you know, but but one of my dearly held films, and I haven't seen it since I watched it, and I don't, I see no reason to spoil it for myself, is uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Okay. And the reason I like it so much isn't because it's a great film. It's because it was Christmas Eve night, or sorry, Chris, Boxing Day night. We'd had all of the Dedrick family over. So we had the huge onslaught of Dedricks. They left. Mm-hmm. There was leftover sausage and crackers and whatnot. So I made a plate for myself of, you know, cut sausage and put them on crackers with cheese and whatnot. Made a little plate, plate for myself. Went downstairs. I'm going to watch some TV. Turned it on. Caught near the beginning of Diamonds Are Forever. Close enough that I decided, oh, I'll just watch this movie. And so it was like one of those kind of perfect moments where it's just like Christmas time. Yep. You're, you're just, you're out. You know, Christmas is over. So you're just kind of feel, still feeling that great. Yeah. They still have that great festive spirit part of it. And then, and then it's, it was one of the first times I was allowed to stay up really late. And my parents didn't come down and say, what are you doing up? Get to bed. So, you know, just had all these kind of things. So it, it kind of sits in my mind as like a really good movie. I doubt if I saw it again, I'd be like, what a great movie. Yeah. But at the time, it seemed really good just because of the circumstances. Uh, and that's well, maybe, uh, maybe let, put Sean Connery in, in the lead for me. Let's throw this out to you guys. What do you think? Uh, what's your favorite uh, James Bond movie? As long as, it's, as long as it's not Roger Moore, I'm, I'm all on board with uh, this. Uh, don't let him uh, influence you. <laughs> we'll even take the uh, David Niven one, if, you, if oh, you're going to say yeah, that. If yeah, you're going to be. With uh, Woody Allen. Yeah. We'll even Jimmy take Bond. the uh, the one where he's a CIA agent from uh, TV. That's not really a movie, but that was the first kind mm-hmm. of adaptation yeah. into live action. Wasn't that Casino Royale as well? It was Casino Royale, yeah, with Jimmy Bond. Jimmy Bond. Jimmy I thought that Bond. was the character that Woody Allen plays in the, in the movie. It also was the oh, character okay. that, if you ask him, like, who were two Jimmy Bonds? Yeah. Uh, there was the CIA version of, uh, of James Bond, because James... That's not an American name. No, no. Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy Bond. Now mm-hmm. we now we got it. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I'm trying to think of like James Bond Jr. ever call himself Jim, Jimmy. Not sure. Uh, you know, you can love the David Niven Casino Royale. Thank you very much. But I don't recommend that you do that. Okay, then. Because it's not a... It's just one of those 60s comedies when it seems Watch to be... Watch the opening title credits. It'll show you basically the whole movie and the song's pretty good. Mm, it made... Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Written by Herbert... Not written by Herbert. Played by Herbert Albert. Written by Burt Bacharach. Yep. Uh, the and that's the game that uh, that uh, James Bond plays in it is Burt Bacharach. <laughs> Benko. <laughs> the thing about that film is that the actors are having a great time, <laughs> and you're not. No, and you're figuring like while they're on something, probably. Yeah, they're all drunk. Yep. It's Peter O'Toole 
Yep. Richard Burton. Right. David Niven. Pierre all, O'Toole, which, all as we always have to mention, double famous, phallic name. All, fa- all famous souses, let's be honest. Yep. Those guys packed it away their whole life. Yep. And you're doing a movie where you're always drinking. And you're doing a movie where you're always drinking. And they just show up in a scene. The yep. guys in the fog, they show up out of nowhere. They make an obscure joke that probably relates to some very popular film yeah. from that time period. There's people being killed in like kind of cruel ways. And you're like, well, that's not all that funny. And then, okay, all right. yeah, yeah, it's very, the tone, it's totally yeah, the tone very odd. goes all over the But map. I feel that way about almost all 60s movies. Like, I know there's people out there who love The Loved One, the movie, based on the Evelyn Waugh uh, short story or short novel. But it's not, I don't think it's a good movie. And I don't know why people like it so much. I just feel like it, they grew up at a time when that was like the best there was because everything else was just garbage. It was like one giant garbage dump of a decade for comedy. And there's this one movie that was fairly amusing. And my gosh, we are going to grab onto this lifeline. It's going to carry us through all the skidoos and the Lord love of ducks and everything, all the rock Hudson Doris day movies and everything else. Was it how to murder your wife? Was it late sixties or early seventies? That was bedazzled. Late sixties, but that's British. Okay, I'll I'll give that movie. A, no, I'll give that movie, but that movie is more almost of a sketch movie. It's, it's more of a sketch, yeah. To exactly. hang a series of sketches, it's a series around. of sketches, yeah. exactly, exactly, yeah. But and, so this, so that makes it totally jar- jarring. But uh, yeah. if you just take it as a sketch thing, it's fine. That's fine. And then some, you know, those actors are also in another movie called The Wrong Box, which is a sixties ginormous, you know, huge cast film, kind of like the those fantastic men and their flying machines or whatever the great race kind of stuff and it's just garbage just like oh why even don't please stop why why like you know having a cast of 20 people doesn't make a movie funnier in no way does it make a movie better to have here's that many people would, here's what i would movie. say you know the movie film, 43 uh ugh, oh my god <laughs> that is yeah that's probably the worst movie ever um <laughs> you know like it's a mad 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 world magazine oh no okay, okay. Mad, mad, mad. but the it's a mad 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 world mm-hmm. uh i would like to see that this is my pitch is like that, but it's a Mad, 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 Mad Max, and you have <laughs> all the all the celebrities of today searching yeah. for a treasure. Yeah, but also all the characters from Mad Max, mm. and so they so, kill like, bring the back? celebrities. Do we bring him back. Like Humongous is there as well. Yeah. And, so oh, you're so these guys are also going. So sometimes they will kill a celebrity, a modern celebrity. Sometimes the celebrities will uh, kill them. But yeah, you add that into the mix, and they, yeah, they're all going for the treasure. And the treasure, I guess, would be water. Maybe I don't know something. Gasoline? I don't know what, what they'd go for. It's Something. a bar- barrel of water buried between two palms that yep. made an X. Yep. You know what they do is they dig it up and it just goes, Peace on earth was all it said. And then the one tin soldier just comes out and goes, Gotcha, motherfuckers! <laughs> Here's my suggestion. So long! Here's my suggestion one tin soldier to off listeners. To heaven. My suggestion to listeners is next for our next question show, ask us to recast It's a Mad, 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 Mad World with modern comedians. Okay. That's just a suggestion. They don't have to. They can take it or leave it. I'm just sure. saying... That that would be that'd be a question. Here's my other pitch. Okay. All right. Now we know Steve Skosh knows George Miller. And yes. George Miller is the creator of Mad Max, Mad Max to the Road Warrior, Mad Max Three Beyond Thunderdome, Mad Max and Pig Mad in the Max, City, Mad Max Pig in the City. Yeah. Um. What was the last last Mad Max called? Mad Max was it Fury just Road. Fury Road. Yeah. Here's what I'm saying. Uh, take it, set it in the '60s, Mod Max. <laughs> okay. So what were you, what are you thinking? Like kind of like an Avengers episode? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So no people, nope. no extras at all. Sure, but they're all. Dressed Did you ever notice that when you watched the Avengers when you were a kid that there was no people? There was no people. They never had extras. Like the streets are always empty on hmm. the Avengers because they couldn't afford extras, and so they would just leave the they would just leave no one in. Like they have no one in the scenes. So in the TV show The Prisoner, 
what were things like for all those extras that were on the island that just had to like act like things were normal mm. while the guy's flipping out? <laughs> like, what's their deal? Are they stuck is, there too? Always, yes, there are. There are other agents who are also. Uh, yeah, they're all agents. But they have right? given. They have given up, which he hasn't. Okay, well, there's other agents, but there's also just regular folks that are, like, working for whatever oh, yeah. organization okay, this sure. is. But their whole deal is to just sit there with, like, a glass of something and go, ha-ha, and sit, <laughs> and sit on the beach yeah. and pretend like we're just normal. What's their life like? You know, do they go, like, all right, he's going to the beach. Mm-hmm. Go look like the thing. Yeah. All right, done. All right, he's off the beach. You don't have to. They're... Go back to your house and watch TV. <laughs> their life is like the sheepdog and the coyote punching in and out at the beginning yeah. of the cartoon. Like, this, it's a job. They come in, they punch in. They play a kooky character riding a unicycle or riding a penny-farthing bike around this uh, this obscure... Yeah, they got to like ask, like, is anyone here able Welsh to ride village? a penny-farthing bike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. Okay. Once a day, do that. Just yeah. drive around for atmosphere. To really appreciate The Prisoner, what you'd have to do is watch all of Danger Man or Secret Agent Man. Okay. And then and then watch the prisoner. Now was it called Danger Man in uh in I think England? in England it was called Danger and Man. And it was called Secret Agent Man yeah. here. Yeah. So uh now the song Secret Agent Man is fantastic. Yes. Was what was it the song in England? I don't Danger really Man? know, I'm sorry. Because he's know. Danger Man, because he's Danger Man. Yeah, it could Man. be, I don't know. You can replace the name and it song sounds the same. By the way, here's a fact. The prisoner is a very good show. But Secret Agent Man was also really good. That was a really good show as well. Like that's no slouch. Like, I know The Prisoner is great because it's kooky and ends in a crazy way. Yeah. The crazy show that was like, you know, we're not giving you any money to do this. You know, you can end the show, but we don't care what you do. Right. Oh, well, I better think of something here. I wonder I wonder what it was like now that, you know, without spoiling how Twin Peaks ended, uh, but there there were some people going, oh, you, about Oh, yes, Peaks very ended. angry, yeah. Yeah, they went like that. Some people not. Um, but then, to be fair, people were like that at the end of the the show when it ended last time but what did people <laughs> generally think i wonder when secret in, when when uh, the, the prisoner. prisoner ended yeah yeah outrage. Were they also yeah. oh yeah, you yeah would they write a but letter he, to tv guide but it has Where would you complain about yeah, that but it doesn't too? really end in a cliffhanger it just ends in a very surreal take way. it how you want it take it how you want it way yeah, it yeah it's, very that's why i'm saying it's sort of like twin peaks and like mm-hmm. you could interpret it a variety of different ways you can go well that's no conclusion yeah or that's a conclusion it's interesting isn't it because it ends you know dennis potter right the playwright no, dennis that? potter Sorry. he wrote the singing detective for one okay. thing and uh, he wrote lot like lipstick on your collar and lots of other things but his bit like pennies from heaven his bit was to incorporate old songs into the show being sung by the cast. So the cast would sing a song. They would lip sync an old song. And that's kind of what they do at the end of The Prisoner as well, right? They have an old, they have a Mm. kind of old song and then they, they kind of lip sync to this old song and it's kind of bizarre and crazy. And I've, it's been a while since I watched that. I saw it as a teenager and I haven't seen it since. So I'm, I'm going from my, yeah, I remember my PBS memory. did one of their marathons and they put them all on. Oh, really? And, and this was before... I watched them on KVOS on Sunday nights. Yeah, this was before they... they Yeah, it was the annoying thing where, you know, you're like two episodes in and then coming, well, I hope you're all enjoying this. We're going to talk <laughs> your ass off for a half hour and really piss you off and never Don't know forget when to get is... your prisoner tote bag That's if you right. donate $100 to PBS. That's right. And let's look at those people on the phones. And they're... Oh, God! You know, what they should have had is, yeah. and it's the obvious thing, is like, if we reach $5,000, mm-hmm. we'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> and they have it above their heads. And like, we'll just we'll just wrap up. Yeah. Someone call in and like, yeah. give us money. Done. Done. Never going to happen. Basically just, yeah, blackmail them. Those are all people who work at the radio or the TV station. 
who never get a chance to be on the air, and this is their chance. My turn to shine. I was supposed to do it once, uh, then I broke up with the person who I was going to be doing it with, so oh. I didn't end up doing it. Oh, that's it bad timing. For, uh, Red Dwarf one, yeah. Bad timing, sir. That's fine. But yeah, I was going to go and I was going to be one of those guys going, you should give the money and that other thing. And yeah. Because Red Dwarf was the one that they did regularly and would show almost all the Red Dwarfs mm-hmm. back when they had all mm-hmm. the Red Dwarfs and then do the thing. That's, so, what, that's a show that I still don't know if it's still on or not. Red Dwarf? Yeah. Wait, still be going? No, it won't because Danny Jack, who played Cat, is on a different show called Murder in Paradise. But I think there's a season that they haven't aired here or something. Like okay. they were doing another season. There's all pictures from the set. Yeah. And like, well, we're doing another. Did you? Like how... Because he came to reality. Mm. We saw that one. Yeah. There's been, an, I think there was another one after that. And I think there might be another one. But I, damn it, I like the show and I, I got no idea if it's still going. Did you, have you ever seen Murder in Paradise? No, is it okay? Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. It's a British uh, uh, detective show with a character who, a very buttoned, buttoned down character who's sent to this Caribbean island uh, to act as the uh, police chief or police, inspe- you know, the chief inspector. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he's police chief, but he's chief inspector. And of course, he doesn't. I'm moving this way so that you're blocking the sun. Okay, that's good. A, good idea. I am now, now total eclipse. I'm now the moon. Total eclipse of the uh, lead my head sideways. And so he's sent total there as a. Of the he's sent there to uh, solve this murder. And uh, of course, he doesn't fit into the uh, the you know the yeah. island ways. They're they're you know they're slow you know kind of easygoing ways. And he's all wearing his wool suit in the middle of this hot island and stuff. It, but it's a good show. It's a good here's show. here's my pitch for a British show. Okay. Uh, British show. I'm doing a lot of Brit. Uh, pitching. Is this? Yeah, you're doing. By a lot the way, of I, I am doing a lot of pitching this this week. I've got. Oh, a lot okay. Of so you're in pitch. You're pitch. Mo- you're in, in pitch, pitch mode. mode. Yeah, yeah. Here's my British mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Okay, get this. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a it's a community small community. Okay. Uh, Ian has it, 99 problems, but a pitch isn't one of them. Sure. There you go. Uh, and there's been a murder. Yeah. On the, in this community. Okay. Tight knit community. Tight knit community. Small small village. Small village. Yeah. What's the name of the village? Uh, uh, build build Vilgeberg. Vilgeberg. <laughs> sorry, sorry to take you out of your pitch. Okay, go on. Vilgeberg. 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 Okay. Okay. So, uh, and the show is called Vilgeberg. The show is called Vilgeberg. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> There's off a the detective, tongue. and yes. his name is also Vilgeberg. Oh, oh, that's because great. his uh, great great grandfather founded the town. Must be greater than that. This is English. But he left. The family left. Oh, okay. The family left. Yeah. Okay. The town so, carried on without them. Vilgeberg. Right. Yeah. So anyway, he's become a detective, but you know what? He's ruffled a few feathers. Mm. We're back in the big city. Sure. And he's sent now yeah. to deal with this thing. Mm-hmm. And he goes there. Was he, a, can we just, was he a chicken detective in the... No, this is your, that's your idea. Okay. <laughs> okay. Don't step in my that ideas. That was uh, Cooper. Remember you did that? <laughs> and it was like uh, Cooper? Cooper, that's and right. And he was like yeah. always like chicken Cooper yeah. related murders. It's, it's all about like, the... There's a pecking order, Cooper. Yeah. Okay. So, you think all, you're the cock all... of the walk, Cooper. <laughs> it's all about the bucks. That's right. Okay. All right, so uh, so he shows up to the village. Okay. And he's got to solve the murder. I like it. And everyone's nice to him, and it all works out great. Oh. Yeah. They're not jerks. That, no one's a jerk. That is, that's a novel idea. That's right. That's a novel idea. And eventually he finds out who did the murder, mm-hmm. and the murderer, yeah. uh, it was an accident, and he didn't know he did the murder. <laughs> and wow. so... So it's not murder, actually, it's manslaughter. It turns out. Yeah, yeah it turns out yeah. it was manslaughter. Oh, that's too bad. And they're all like, oh, no, but the town's so nice, they all go visit the, the, the God, manslaughter Yeah, because he didn't mean it anyway. But they understand. But sure. also, the thing about the person who did the manslaughter was... Yeah. They're, okay, here's the deal with that person. Yeah. They keep to themselves, and they're really kind of like a hermit type. Mm. I'm like, oh, I just, I wish, bit, I wish of, I wasn't around so many people. Bit of a grouchy character. Bit of a grouch. Bit Goes of a, there. Bit of a crab. In, yeah, is yeah, is in, uh, is in okay. uh, solitary confinement. Oh. Time of his life. <laughs> Loves it. <laughs> 
couldn't be better. Wow. Why do you also, get, why do you end up in person? Why do you end up in solitary though? The person. Why? How do you end up in solitary? Uh they pulled a few strings. Oh, so he wanted to be in solitary. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Doesn't you know? So like, okay. just put him in solitary. I, I got you. He's an older guy. Doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. His record is ruined. Sure. Uh, and the person who he accidentally killed mm. was going to murder somebody, and you find that out. So that's the <laughs> okay. confusion. Yeah. You find these plans, these elaborate oh, murder okay. plans. You're uh-huh. like, well, this is a serial killer. Wow. Wrong. Yeah. That was the guy who got killed. Uh-huh. That was his plans. Uh-huh. Luckily, the guy killed someone who was going to be a murderer. So even that's fine. And it all works out. And then he sticks around in the town and just solves uh, people trying to find shit. Mm. And he's like, oh, I'll find your cat. Can, can I ask, gets, can gets I ask one question, well. though? Can yeah. I ask one question? Does he solve the murder in the classic British detective TV show way of accusing each person in order until he finally finds the murderer? So he just accuses every person involved in the case of murder until finally he hits on the actual murderer. And somehow that person reacts strongly to this to this mm. you know runs away or something well the person you who know did that, it that in this case person. doesn't know that they did it he doesn't know so he can't it doesn't really work that way right so what i'd say is you they see, find some cctv of him running over someone we do whatever. a montage of him yeah. drinking uh tea with everybody in the town <laughs> okay. and him going really quickly did you do it yeah and them all and if they and they're all laughing yeah but then there's you you intercut every fifth well, they, they've of, heard his name they're of course they're laughing right and they intercut every mm-hmm. fifth one of yeah. that you see him peeing in the woods because he's got to pee out the tea. <laughs> and then he goes back. And, and right. that night, you see him like oh. in bed, and he's wide awake, and you're like, oh, he's really stressed over everything. No, he's just no, he's, caffeinated. He's caffeinated. Over-caffeinated. Yeah, yeah. His heart's going like a jackrabbit. Do you get that much caffeine from tea? I know tea has a lot of caffeine, but isn't it quite diluted in the in the drink? I think if you interview everybody in town mm. in a day and drink day? all that British that is, tea. Man, that's, are you, how many people are in this town? Because like, hmm? you spend about a half an hour with per person, right? Mm, for how many tea, people live in this town? 15 minutes maybe each. I'd say Still, in, in the town, I'd say there's maybe sixty. People. And he couldn't be like visiting him at three. Sixty in the, couldn't be visiting him at three in the morning. Okay, and then he finds he falls in love oh, with someone with a and sadly, yeah, in his investigation finds out that they're related. Can't do nothing. <laughs> how how related are they? Because it's been a while since they were in the town. Yeah, that's true. Could be distant cousins. That's not so bad. Yeah, you think that they're closer than that. It turns oh. out she moved back into the town. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. it's his sister, and he didn't know her. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> Would it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. So I like anyway, it. That's called cool. Vilgeverg. Vilgeverg. Yeah. And his name George Vil- Vilgeverg. Yeah. George. <laughs> Roll something. I was going Victor Vilgeverg. Vic- well, I prefer George. George Vilgeverg. Yeah. Vilgeverg. Sure. <laughs> I can't believe we're giving these great ideas away. It's <laughs> surprising to me yeah. too. Oh my god. You know, gosh. I, I'd say like young writers who are like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the ideas. I wish I had ideas. Wish. Just listen to the show. <laughs> listen to the show. Take them we, public domain. Yeah, we just, we're putting them out there for you. Mm. Take them, run with them. Run away as far as you can with them is what we would what like you to do. I appreciate ideas when they come to me. Mm-hmm. I love ideas. But ideas are to uh, doing a, a story yeah. or a novel or a TV show as fucking is to raising a child. Okay. I would say. Okay. It's like you'll be, it's done in a few seconds, mm-hmm. but then it's years of work, otherwise, <laughs> and love and care. The and idea is easy. Yeah. It's the raising the idea. Yeah, the idea hard. is fun. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> then it's like, okay, now it's we got to raise this the right way mm-hmm. and make sure it doesn't become Dark Tower. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to have a little bit of Dollar Patrol up, so I just want to... Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, I want to okay. just throw that in before we, we get to... Uh, before any more pitches happen. Uh, Pitch Black. That's an idea for a movie. movie. Oh, it's a movie already. Today. Yeah, with Vin Diesel. Mm. It's the first of the uh, Riddick series of films. Mm. There's so, something that's a franchise that shouldn't be a franchise. <laughs> oh, a good video game, though. Good video game. 
And Pitch Black was okay. Ah, I stand corrected. Back to you, Dave. Tra- Dal Patrol. <laughs> uh, on Amazon Prime, they just they had a show uh, called Doctor Thorne, which is based on uh, Anthony Trollope, one of his Barchester Chronicle uh, novels. And I thought it was a curious choice for one of to, as a for adaptation, because most people were like looking for like the big names, right? Like you're going to do Barchester Towers. That's that's like a famous book. Sure. Doctor Thorne kind of falls outside of that, but it was. Um, it's pretty good. It was written by Julian Fellows. Do you know who Julian Fellows is? I do not. Julian Fellows wrote Downton Abbey. Ah, very good. So he's taken his Downton Abbey fame. That show's now done. That show is, is it? I don't know. I'm asking you. Oh, I, I, think think so. I thought maybe I'm, it was I'm, over I'm, with I'm, it. I'm 95% sure it's You're done. You're over it. That's what I thought you meant. I think it's done. Okay. I think they, it's merged with Red Dwarf. Mm. Him, Ed and Vilgeverge have come together <laughs> as, one, as one show. Downton Abbey in Vilgeverg. <laughs> so anyway, it's I'm kind writing, of an interesting... I'm writing down Vilgeverg. <laughs> you better... So how are you going to spell it? That's my question. Bill. I'm pronouncing it phonetically. Should have with... an e on the end. Okay. Uh, also, some umlauts. Why umlauts? We ordered this from the French. And then some accenti goose. Put, put a... a few accent graves. <laughs> every and language. Then I'm circling it. Every language got got it mixed up in that. Okay. So, Doctor Thorne. So, uh, the story of Doctor Thorne. Doctor Thorne. The titular character is a doctor. <laughs> he is Doctor Thorne. He has a he has a young niece named Mary Mary Thorne that he he is the uh, guardian of. She is in love with Frank Gresham, the son, the scion of the of the Gresham family. Okay. Uh, Gresham Barry, I think it's called, where he lives. And his dad is a squire, Squire Gresham, I guess. Now, Squire Gresham, through some fault of his own, some not fault of his own, is in money, has some money troubles. He owes a lot of money to uh, a character that I did not think was well cast in the show, but played by a British actor who, for a long time, you did not know who he was. But now is in fucking everything that you see. Can you guess who it is? Benedict Cumberbatch. No, older than that, an older British actor. Oh, uh, what's his name from Who's It's? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Ian McShane from from that from that uh, sure. Lovejoy. Like before Lovejoy, I did not know who Ian McShane was. Right. And then he might pop up in something Dead like Deadwood. He might pop up in uh, Layer Cake, and you'd be like, "Oh, yeah. good for him. He's working." That's right. Then he is in Deadwood. Then he's in American Gods. American Gods. Then he's in the John uh, Wick John movies. John Wicky Whack. John Wick movies, and you're just like, and now he's in Doctor Thorne. You're like, hey, okay, you can be in some of those other movies, but you can't play a character who was building a railroad because you are a small, tiny man that does not look in very good shape. And there's no way that you were pounding, you know, stakes or whatever they pound into railroads. Pound and sand. Pound and sand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not your character. Okay. Like, I'm going to accept you as a, as a kind of a, as kind of a, uh, a bit of a question, you know, kind of a morally ambivalent character sure. looking, you know, dealing in antiques. I can accept that character. Sure. I can accept that you're like some kind of big shot in a hotel that caters only to, to hit people. How you make a living at that, I don't know, but that's what you do in this place that only has a hotel for hit people. I can take, I can maybe they believe have a that. a lot you, of money. I'm I sure. can maybe believe that you own a bar. And that you kind of have a reputation for toughness. You don't have to show it because it wouldn't be believable if you did. But I cannot accept you okay. as a former employee yeah. working on a railroad who rises, up, in rises up into becoming a multimillionaire okay. because of your railroad expertise and the fact that you're a smart guy. It sounded like for a while that you were describing the lead character from Dynago Blow Your Horn. <laughs> That's the guy I've worked on railroad all the live long day. Yeah. Can't you hear the whistle blowing, I love that rise song. up so early in the morn. When I was Can't a, you hear the captain shouting, Yep, Dinah, blow your horn. When I was a little boy, I would lay in my bed and sing that song at night. 
because you're a hundred years old. I love that song. It's <laughs> such a wonderful song. But that's that story makes you sound like when people think that they I think you're care. in one of those cabins I in Deadwood or I like don't care. houses in Deadwood. That's fine. I don't care. With two so chickens song. walking around. It's a fun song to sing. I highly recommend it if you can't sleep at night and you just have nothing to do, just gently sing to yourself. I've been working on the railroad. Okay. This is going to be creepy when you're a ghost and that's what we hear in the mm, house. Yeah. I've been working on the railroad all ooh, the live long So, uh, so that's the setup. So, so uh, Frank, Frank loves Mary. Mary loves Frank, but they cannot marry. M-A-R-R-Y. They cannot marry each they other. They cannot wed. Because they need money at the at the the manor house and mary is just the the, the poor do, poor, poor do, niece of a doctor they got to mind their manor they have to mind their manor that's right to the manor board good show the so that's kind of the that's the setup of and then uh, sir uh, sir scatchard roger scatchard as played by ian mcshane uh he has a son a near do well son who also falls in love with mary so there's a little bit of that going on it has one of my favorite Trollope characters, a lady named Miss Dunstable, who is the heir to the oil of of Jordan, oil of Jordan fortune. Okay. Her father started this. I don't know if it's a hair or if it's supposed to make you better. If it's like a something you drink to make yourself feel better, or I have no idea what it is. Whether it's Macassar, like for your hair. Did you know that that was hair nope. Macassar? Okay. That's why you had anti Macassars on your couch, so that the ah, oil from your hair didn't get nice. on the couch. Um, but yeah, I'm not too sure exactly what the meat, but the use of this oil of Jordan was. But anyway, she is like this. She has this huge fortune, and Frank is set to sent to his aunt's house in order to woo her to bring this money into the family. Okay. Although this is low money, ordinarily, if you were in like proper proper situation, you would not. Except you would not, yeah. You would have nothing to do with these people. This low class of people who okay. come from this you commercial. You could buy fancy stuff with this money. You'd go. I'd like to buy this expensive couch, and they go. Let's see the type of money. Well, that's low money. We can't. <laughs> we can't accept that. No, no. Money's fine wherever it goes. Let's face it. But in the in the it's the people. Money always has an invitation. These people with a the title, they wouldn't want to. They don't to marry an untitled person. Ugh. Ugh. Eh. But they have money. Well, that's well, it's much better. So, uh, but she is a great, great character. She's just a fantastic character. And basically, oh, I'm going to spoil this. Frank, Frank, uh, he tells her his feelings for Mary. And she's like, well, you have to, you can't, you know, you can't mess around with people like me. You've got to be true to her. You know, like, so, so she becomes like his b- best, biggest helper. And, and, uh, she's a character in the, in the show played by Alison Brie oh, nice. as an American. She's in the original novel, she's not as American. She's a lot. I'm glad. Yeah. Cause I she's talented. Too. Yeah, she's very good. Uh, and she, besides being an American, which the original role was not uh, an American, I will accept the fact that they have to have an American character in the show. So people in America can go, oh, I like this show because it has stuff that speaks to me. I'm an American. I can't just watch a show about people who aren't Americans. That would be dumb and boring. That's a very good American accent. Thank you. I'm an American. Uh, and so then, yeah, it's good. But what, was, what I like best was Why are you crossing that, the border, sir, going into America? Well, I just want to go into wool shopping. <laughs> Well, I can tell that you're an American, so yep. off you go. Well, I'm going to go look around for the secret malls in Canada. Okay. You ever notice that? There's always Americans looking for secret malls. No, I don't know I what don't you're know talking why. about. It's what, weird. What's the secret malls? Uh, there are no secret malls, but apparently they Oh, right. No, are. Dave, you're right. Yeah, there are, are no, no secret malls. malls. Okay, let's But occasionally... On. You've said too much. This is... You, you'll be driving and you'll you'll suddenly be behind. Like, you'll be driving <laughs> down this obscure road in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And suddenly you're behind Washington plates. You're like, why are you driving on this road? Like, where are you going? And you know that they think there are secret malls, which there are none. We've always, clearly established this. Right. There are no secret malls. No. But they think there Not are. above ground. And they're trying to look for them. Though so if you are, okay, listen, I'll, t- I'll give you this hint. Yep. If you're looking for a secret mall, mm-hmm. go in the sewer system. 
walk around. <laughs> yes. They'll become please, a parent. Please, Americans. But the best part of this Dr. Thorne... Well, watch out for our balloon clowns. Was... We actually... It is loosely based on some balloon clowns that we do have in the sewers. Oh, okay. The... I didn't know that. Good to know. What the... is the terrifying thing to do? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, for someone who just saw Can't it. Can't believe you'd interrupt all of Patrol. Yeah. Here's, what, here's the terrifying thing okay. to do for someone yeah. who just saw it. Yeah. Who knows there's clowns in the sewers. Okay. Take who, yourself... who knows there's clowns in the sewers. Okay. Yeah. Take yourself a nice red balloon. Okay. Fill it with helium. Yes. Uh, tie it up, mm-hmm. put it in the toilet, shut the lid. They go to use the <laughs> toilet in the morning. They open up the toilet. Okay. The red balloon floats mm. out of the toilet. Yeah. They shit themselves. <laughs> well, they're already going. They were there. going to anyway. They're, like they're that, just so. about ready. Yeah, yeah, so whatever yeah. was going to happen mm. happens it immediately happened, you know. from fear. And hopefully they're still like in their pajamas. They haven't like fully dressed for the day yet or anything. And then what you, of course, have yeah. to do is the, what are you talking about? Mm. Well, I didn't. Well, that's not even funny. Look, I know you did this, and you're trying to do uh-huh, this to me. Uh-huh. And you got to play that beat for okay, a while. Okay. Back to your dollop of trouble. Uh, the best part of the show, <laughs> best part of this Dr. Thorne, is uh, the fact that every episode is introduced by Julian Fellows himself. Oh, okay. A plummy old man, I have to say. And the camera always starts in this weird angle of the side of his head. <laughs> Weird, like weird. He's kind of looking at the corner of his eye. You like welcome, and then the camera that kind of <laughs> zooms around and goes in front. And then he's like, he goes, you know, he's sort of, sort of like, hello everyone, here we are again. The things that are happening in this this novel are just amazing. And so, you know, this is, you know, we have to. So we have Mary, and he'll tell you the sort of he kind of updates you on the plot. And then when it ends, it also cuts back to him, and he's just like, well, isn't this just so typically Trollope? <laughs> so, Oh, what what a a bunch of things that are happening! Isn't Sir Sketchard a piece of you know? <laughs> it's just really quite. Uh, it's kind of fun. How many episodes? I think there's a six. It's not a huge, not a huge investment of your time, but I enjoyed it. I hope they do more of them. And where do you see this? It's on Amazon Prime. Do you have Amazon Prime? I do have Amazon Prime. How do you get Amazon Prime? You have to pay Amazon. But here's the thing: if you don't want to pay Amazon, sign up for the 30-day trial, and you can get you can stream from your computer American Gods. The first season of Preacher, uh, that movie, and a bunch of other stuff. They okay. they're buying they're buying up properties. I, also, uh, um, a Man in the High Castle is also. If I could on watch Prime. it on my TV screen, I would. Oh, you can't stream. How so? Like you, from... you, if you plug an HDMI cable into your into your laptop and then into your television, you can stream into your TV. Well, this is a new bit of information for me. I guess I'm gonna have to give that a shot. Yeah. So you can watch uh, you can watch YouTube that way too. Okay. Well, YouTube I, know I can you, see on many other uh, ways. Yeah. Smart TVs problem, have YouTube built in. There you in. go. We don't have a smart TV because our TV is older than yours. And uh, our Blu-ray player, which used to be our YouTube portal, is now so old that it no longer works uh, for YouTube. But I now have well, that's a... That's a BooTube then. Yeah. But I can plug it into my cable streaming part of my... Um, my amplifier, or you can just plug it into the back of your TV. See, and... things like Netflix, I can watch on my PlayStation, mm-hmm. and uh, like, oh, this all works great. And I'm just like, well, where's the Amazon Prime on this? Yeah, where's yeah. this kind of business? Well, they, you know, I, I imagine if they became, if they, as they grow in stature or whatever, they could conceivably put themselves into that. Or in uh, another way of going about it is like, you know, Showtime was who was showing Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, I don't have Showtime. We don't have Showtime in uh, in Canada. Mm-hmm. So you were watching it on. Uh, what were you watching it on? You were on. Crave TV. Crave TV. Twin Whereas Peaks, I was yeah. watching it on the movie channel here. They were yeah. showing it as well. That's basically what Crave TV is part of, too. Yeah. Because they were so, showing it on the movie channel and on Crave yeah. TV. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah. So movie channel I pay extra for. Mm-hmm. I will pay extra if yeah. you put the Amazon shows on here. Or I'll I'll pay for them individually and I'll watch them. Yeah. Let me do this, Amazon. Mm-hmm. But uh, you will not. Well, I guess they're, you know... They're jerks. They're another streaming... They're goddamn jerks is what they are. I mean, and they're, they're an interesting case. Like, we know that... 
what what is uh, Netflix out right now? Like five billion dollars? I mean, they're like in the they're in the red. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they're like losing. They're bleeding money right now. Mm, too bad because they're great. That's okay. There's no, a lot of it's stuff there's like, some good stuff, and then there's a lot of stuff that isn't that interesting. I'd say like every month there's at least two things that I get on Netflix that I wouldn't have gotten in any other way. Like this, I mean, just this month alone, it's like BoJack Horseman just came out the okay. most recent season. Sure, I'm sure. like, well, that's great. I wouldn't have yeah. seen that anywhere else, and the amount I'm paying that pays for it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. You know, even Defenders. Well, that was dumb. Uh, there was some good to it. Yeah. Okay, fine. And then there's Glow. Okay, there's always like something that I'm like, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah. I even like Voltron. I wish they had a better uh, interface, but uh, for me, agreed. Yeah, their interface is terrible, and they should work on that. Their their laptop interface is great. Like if you go on the computer and do it, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I don't stream it for the computer. I just have it on my Telus, and it's a horrible interface. For instance, I watched a movie called Carrie Pilby. Oh, I was thinking of seeing it. Should I? It's okay. No, I won't then. It's okay. It's a, all right. Sort of a romantic comedy of a sort. Uh, it was all right, but it, it, and then I was looking up the actress because I was like, "Who is this actress? Why am I why why am I watching this movie with her in it?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then she was in a movie called Diary, Diary of a Teenage Girl, I believe it's called, which is based on a book by the cartoonist uh, Phoebe Gleckner. Phoebe Gleckner, yeah, yeah. So I was like, "What? I didn't even know this movie existed." It has a uh, Kirsten Wig in it. Oh, and... I, I didn't know it was based on uh, yeah. Gleckner's work. I will have to watch this. So then, so then I was like, is, does this exist? So then I searched for it on, um, I searched for it on, um, Netflix and it's on Netflix, just so you know. So you can watch it on Netflix. And here's a, here's the thing we saw the other, we're wrapping up pretty soon again. Fair warning, uh, people out there. Yeah. Uh, we watched, uh, David Lynch, the art, the art life, uh, documentary. Is that also on Netflix? Uh, nope. That was just, uh, on, uh, TV TV. Okay. You might just look and look in your on demand. Okay. And, and see if it's there. Uh, but there was kind of a fun thing on that where uh, there was this wire sculpture that he did that mm-hmm. people was like, what is this? Well, that looks, that looks interesting. So she looked up a, a picture of it online. And fr- there was a still, I believe, from the movie. Yeah. And then if you look at the picture online, he had it resting on a description of the of a scene from Twin Peaks, the new uh, oh, series. Really? Just like a handwritten uh, thing of notes about huh. this one huh. uh, sequence. That's in it's like, is that the this scene? It is. And you could sort of read it. It was like, oh, that's kind of, that was kind of neat. Oh, and by the way, just before we do close, I just want to pass on my uh, condolences. I heard, heard you lost Pia mm-hmm. to the uh, Twin to Peaks. To Twin Peaks fan sites. <laughs> fans, to the, the rabbit hole that is the Twin Peaks fan sites. So. Yeah, I, uh, I've, I've stated my piece on the, uh, on the, on the last episode. Uh, and my theories, and so they're out there. Mm-hmm. You can search for them if you want. I don't need to. No, that's fine. I think I got it. <laughs> sure I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got it. All right. Uh, it's it's uh, uh, pretty because you sent me like a little a bit of insanity. Yeah. One day, and yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah. And it's like, well, Dave will get this. Uh, <laughs> and so let let's just say we're gonna kind of do a little bit of an exorcism tomorrow. Oh, okay. Because we're gonna go drive to the town. Oh, so that's what your day trip? Because we are doing yeah. this show. This people know. A little inside baseball, a little behind the scenes. Yeah. We are uh, doing this a day early. This is uh, Wednesday rather than Thursday. Yeah. And, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that because now people who didn't get their, their thing in, they'll be like, hey, I was going to do it on Thursday and I didn't know you were going to record a day early. Well, you now you've got it? next week's to do oh, the buddy cop chicken get the buddy cop thing, one, so yeah. you can do yeah, that. Come on. Come on, guys. Noisy and uh, Queenie. But you wanted a day early because you're going to celebrate uh, the birth of... You know, the name of the movie would be uh, Queenie and the Noise Machine. Oh, dude, stop it. But that's, these, just, these... that's just their nicknames. Okay. Well, these the Noise pe- Machine is the nickname. Uh, all right. Well, these people need to... All right. They'll uh, do their own thing. So, so then uh, 
so yeah, so your day trip is going to be you're going to go down to uh, the town. Is that it? Snoqualmie? Snoqualmie? No, Snoqualmie? Yeah, something Vibla, where the Vibla falls Vibla are in the hotel. Vistavam. Yeah, it's one of those places where you go to and you go, man, people who point cameras at things really are clever at cutting out the background. <laughs> this is amazing. What they can make you not see. Yeah. You know. As someone who lives in Vancouver, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, guess that's I true. There's like four superhero shows well, that all shoot in the same yeah. three-block radius. As someone who had the Bates Motel on the Psycho House across from the, the city dump, across the street from the uh, or the, yeah. the township dump, I know I know of what, what you speak as well. Yeah, it's amazing what how they can point that camera in such a way. Uh, so we're going to go to the town. We're going to drive yeah, around great. a bit because we're going to go, go to the double R. Back when we were uh, going to the Eclipse, mm-hmm. but there wasn't time because yeah, everything was crazy. You know, sometimes you can't so pack it all in like we're that. We're just going to do it. Sure. We're going to drive around and then uh, we will never talk about the show again unless it comes back on the air, which I suspect it will. You know what? It was. A, it was. I was actually reading an article on the Vulture today. Okay. Talking about was Twin Peaks a success for Showtime? And you say yes, it was a success. Because actually, if you look at it in terms, this is an interesting point they made. Never had more subscribers. It's not that so much. This this is an interesting point I thought that the author made, which was that things like Stranger Things, which were declared a success, was declared a huge success. But we have for many more. But we have things. no idea what the viewership for that was yeah. because Netflix doesn't tell us. They don't That's release. Correct. Where Showtime tells us what their viewership was, and so. But in terms of all the like all the things that we rated Stranger Things as a success by by you know by critical success by fan interest you know and all those sort of things. Twin Peaks was a was the success of the summer was the success of the year so far, mm-hmm. you know in terms of like all those kind of things that we we judge Stranger Things by and yeah other things that are important like uh, subscriptions which is important by people who like who subscribe to watch it and maybe didn't hang around but kept their subscription to Showtime but other things too by the fact that David Lynch described his relationship with Showtime as gold a golden relationship so that and the fact that they allowed this thing to happen despite the fact that there were it obviously is an uncommercial property. It's not something that's going to appeal to like a wide group of people. It's very, it's very narrow in its in its interest. But the people who but, watch it really watch it. But the people who watch it really, really watch, it. watch it. And the fact, and we'll go into the, we'll talk about that in a second. But also the, now, so creators looking at looking at Showtime as a possible home for for something very interesting. We'll see it as a place that has positives that will allow for you know creators to come in and make and do with do their thing without interference. And there's a lot of there's going to be some trust between them and and the and the uh, the what are you going to call it the what is it channel i guess it's a channel sure. the channel service if you want to be like technical but, yeah but uh, what you said there is, inter- is interesting as well is the fact that yes two million people on average watched twin peaks every sunday night which isn't a lot mm-hmm. which isn't a lot but it will that's initially watched it those are people mm-hmm. who will watch something weekly there's people who are not going to watch it because they're binge watchers they've been waiting for it to end so they can just sit and go through it in a, in a, you know, in a, in that kind of style. And there's people who are going to watch it multiple times. And there's people who are going to watch it multiple times, and there's going to be generations of people who are going to watch it forever after. It's a show that will last for a long time. Right. Because it is so interesting and so good. And I don't know how, what I said like last time after I came back from Long Beach, but here is what, you know, once again. A lot of bitter, a lot so, of bitter so stuff. bitterness. Uh, but like, uh, Sherilyn Fenn. Sherilyn Fenn. Yeah. You know, was asked, you know, so are there any ideas for like a, a next season? Is like, uh, yeah. There's oh, lots sure. of ideas. No, but there's lots of ideas. But what she also said was, just like my client, was, you know, this was also designed to be kind of a feeler to see if there was oh, really? interest mm. for more. I wonder. So I wonder. It was very expensive to yeah. produce. I mean, it was filmed in places, you know, that cost money. New York, Las yeah. Vegas, 
North Dakota, like very expensive places that require, you know, big here's budgets. The other, here's the other reason I think that it'll, it'll, there will be more. It's like everyone who worked on it loved it. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. You know, yeah. it's not, you know, Kyle MacLachlan says he'll do it again in a heartbeat. Of course. All the rest of the actors, bless their hearts. No one's like tied up with other shit to yeah. do. You know, so I was like, would you like to do more Twin Peaks? Yeah, of course you would. Mm. Uh, and, you know, David Lynch for, you know, when you're talking money, this is a guy that turned down Return of the Jedi. You know, and, uh, you know, was told by his agent, are you, are you crazy? This will be tens to hundreds of millions of dollars for the rest of your life. You yeah. Know, if you do this, and eh, I don't want to, <laughs> not into it. You know, he yeah. just wants to do what he wants to do. Yeah. And watching the art life, uh, films, like, yeah, he wants to do what he wants to do. Mm. And he's able to get his art out through this various you know, means, yeah. way. And it's directly to people and it mm. looks gorgeous. And TV has reached the point where you've got like a beautiful picture and it's big. You know, he always wants people to see it on the big screen. Mm. Fair enough. But this is a big screen. Yeah. This isn't a phone. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm betting there's more. Like, that last episode to me was, you're setting shit up. You know what? I would be perfectly, I, to be honest with you, I'd be perfectly happy. I'd, probably, I'd be probably happier if they didn't carry on. Okay. Like, I'm perfectly satisfied with the ending of it. I, I really liked how it ended. And I'd be perfectly happy if it didn't carry on. If it does carry on, I will be perfectly happy to watch all of those. But yeah. I'm also I'm also satisfied from from at where it stopped. Yeah. Unlike the end of the second season, which was a cliffhanger, which was meant to carry on. I didn't. I wasn't happy with that ending. With this ending, although it's sort of a cliffhanger, in a sense that people, if you don't, you know, if you don't like spend time going back over it and stuff like that, it feels like oh, it didn't end. It just stopped. You know, as as Eve who fell face first onto the floor when it when the show ended and just laid there for five minutes. Uh, she was just so disappointed <laughs> that would just not answer every possible question that you had. And, and there's a book coming out. But that's not that's, that. not that's not that's not Lynch. That. Yeah, the final dossier is coming out with for Mark Frost. And maybe that'll answer some of the questions. Or maybe it'll open more cans of, of worms. Of course it'll open more cans of worms. Because that's just how they like it. Everyone comes with an extra five cans of worms. Yeah. Every, and you can open them like if it. you want or not. And yeah. you're gonna open them. Yeah. Because there might be something inside those worms. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And then you go fishing, just like Pete. Let's <laughs> say Pete. In the very first do. episode. He loves he loves fishing. Oh, I'll have to cut that out. I won't say that. I'm going to cut that out of the show. There's a thing I said that I cut out of the show, everyone, just so you know. I made a major spoiler if you haven't seen it, and so I just, I want to cut that out. So sorry. There's a weird gap. Dave, there was a real fish in the percolator there. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. All right. So wrapping up, uh, thanks so much for listening again. Our contest is a buddy film for those two chickens. That is Noisy and Queenie, or all otherwise called Noisemaker. Noise Machine. Noise Machine. Yeah. And that's that's it. Okay, good. So uh, give us a title or a poster or some such, and we'll uh, we'll do that. Uh, quick plug: I've got comic books live coming up on the thirtieth. Going to oh. be once again doing this uh, improv show where we bring cool. old comic book characters to life at the Havana. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll tell you more about that as we get a little closer. And as always, last Wednesday of the month, we're doing the Critical Hit Show live role-playing, and I play a character in that and do things and s- laughter. Good times happen. <laughs> uh, if you want to talk to us, we'd love to hear from you. Let's go backwards from what we normally do. How about Tumblr? Starting with Tumblr. Oh, wow. You started go with to sneakydragon.tumblr. There's, is That's it, what the kids do. Talk to your kids. It is go, a thing. Hey, kids, what, yeah. how do you get on Tumblr? And they'll go, I'm busy, mom. And they, go, <laughs> ah, and they get on Tumblr. There you go. Yeah. And then they might go, oh, Twitter. And they probably won't. But at uh, sneaky underscore dragon is our Twitter uh, thing. So go on there and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, tweet. Tweet see, to us. See pictures of Louise's cookies. Yeah. Why not? Uh, what's that mean? Oh, actual I posted, cookies? I posted the picture of the cookies. Oh, okay. Be very made. careful, because I've heard there's now pornography on Twitter. Oh, is that right? Well, the Ted Cruz thing, we found out there that they've somehow slipped pornographic sites onto Twitter. So I'm worried about double entendres. 
You're not familiar with this? Good no. for you. Uh, <laughs> the rest of the world gets this. It's okay. Don't worry about it. This is, this is all right. Uh, uh, if you want to go on Facebook, that still exists. Sure. Yeah. They I, might have, I enjoy uh, it. They might have fucked up the election, but I enjoy we still it. forgive them and we're on there. Uh, Sneaky Dragon on Facebook, hit like, and that's always nice for you to do. By the mm-hmm. way, if you want to go directly onto iTunes and give us a review, uh, we appreciate that as well. That's always a nice thing to do. Uh, we, you can email us. At SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. We will respond, probably. And uh, we are on SneakyDragon.com, the website. Uh, That's where our message boards are. That's where Dave puts up things. I put up things on Facebook. Between the two of us, we put up some stuff. And we always love hearing from you in whatever form you see fit. Uh, You could snail mail us if you look up past episodes on there and find out what Dave's address is. Or just (laughs) go and, hey, uh, take a couple of chickens. Make Dave happy. Just be a chicken napper. Just just come by and steal a chicken. Apparently, they're free range wandering around the backyard with no uh, encroachment whatsoever. That's for sure. Yeah. Or why not dress up like a chicken and just uh, go in there and start living in Dave's backyard, chicken style. <laughs> be blaming Mary for bringing another Here, chicken. Here's bar. what I would do now. You know, I, I had my it it thing, right? Yeah. Uh, what I would do then after that joke's finished is I would take that balloon, I would cover it in feathers, put it in your backyard, I would replace <laughs> noisy, and see how long it would take you for realizing oh, that. Until thanks. at one point, Queenie goes up and in a fight pecks her and she just explodes. Mm. Like mm. it was an old sketch we did <laughs> for <laughs> Footlights. My child cries yeah. in the audience. We're so mean. <laughs> we were we were quite... Well, we were, you've heard that story before. We're, we're not going to tell you that one again. Just and it's still guys. it's not too late if you haven't heard it to listen to me on the Butt Pod. Uh, that's Brent Butt's uh, podcast. Had a lot of fun, and he's got a nice little podcast to listen to. So give that a listen. Yes. Uh, give us listens. And give us likes. make sure that yep. if you do listen to it, write, write to Brent. <laughs> yeah. And tell him that you enjoyed Ian on the show, and he'll so Ian can come back again. Oh, sure, okay, yeah, yeah. that that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. Can, yeah, and of why not watch old episodes of Corner Gas? Because sure. uh, it's it'll warm you up for the animated series that's coming up that they're doing. There you go. And then if if that's a success, that animated series, maybe one day there'll be an animated uh, Sneaky Dragon series. Yep. And it'll be uh, Dave and me and the two chickens and Sneaky, <laughs> and we'll all be solving mysteries together. Oh, that'd be awesome. In the Sneakmobile. <laughs> yep, I like it. I like it more and more. Right. What kind of car is the Sneakmobile? Sneakmobile? Yeah. Uh, did you ever see the don't, groo- don't say gray. The Groovy Ghoulies. It would be the same car that the Groovy Ghoulies oh, really? used to drive in. So like kind of like oh, a, give me a little stink <laughs> nose on that. <laughs> you come up with one then. <laughs> well, no, I was just, I was just, I was thinking to myself, so we're gonna do like kind of like a monkey monkey mobile, kind of a hot rod sort sure. of a thing. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Sure. Or uh, remember Wonderbug. Mm-hmm. It'd be like Wonder Bug. Okay. A dune Except buggy. The, yeah. Dune buggy that's painted and with sneaky, eyes. Yeah. And, and uh, Sneaky Dragon wanders off every episode, and you have to spot him, where's oh, Waldo style oh, okay. in the background, because okay. he sneaks into things. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, they walk by a poster for Star Wars. Ah, yeah. uh, there he is. There he is, yeah. There he's in that Star Wars that we don't care about anymore. <laughs> we made that clear, didn't we? Yeah. Tack with you, Star Wars. Yeah. So thanks so much for listening. I've been Ian. What? And that's the end of that. Yep, I've been in. Just me. The end. That was the end of the show. Bye. Turkish delight.